Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to Kings of Non Sequitur. Any topic, any subject, anything goes. With your host, Jay Andre. Well, we certainly had a draft, a first night of the draft that was uh, unpredictable. That was uh, a lot of picks that were not foreseen by all the experts, a lot of trades, a lot of uh, craziness, a lot of superstars getting swapped for picks. Uh, it, it was uh, it was quite the evening uh, for a draft of, that was full of guys that really the casual fan has no idea who they were. Uh, somehow they wound up being a, a, an air of electricity and excitement throughout the evening of, for the first round of the draft. And we are here to break it all down for you. This is Kings of Non Sequitur, the off-season version of In Much Less Detail, the podcast, here with you live for 90 minutes uh, on a Friday night, April the 29th, 2022. I'm Dre. He's Jay. This is our 2022 NFL draft aftermath. A lot of big pick energy last night. A lot of trades, a lot of uh, pigs getting swapped back and forth and just uh, everything was up in the air. Jay was crazy. Just uh, the, the, the switch got flipped and all of a sudden uh, everyone decided we need to make it. We need to make a deal. We need to move up. We need to get we need to move up two spots to get a defensive lineman. We need to do all sorts of craziness. I, I don't know what you made of all that, but uh, at least it made it interesting. Hooray, beer! <laughs> you uh, you enjoyed the, uh, the 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 Georgia big man that got drafted. That was the first. That was the first thing that came into my brain. Um, I, I don't I don't know if I couldn't have been alone with that one. That was just immediately my mind flashing to the old Red Stripe commercials with the was it, was it Jamaican guy? I believe so. You know, and hooray beer! Yeah, that's all I could think of. I texted you that. You knew what I meant. Oh yeah, of course, because we are on the same wavelength uh, many, many times. Uh, I don't even know which yeah. which pick that was, but no, he uh, he had quite the, there's a lot of uh, a lot of suits a lot of fashion choices that as as always you're going to have that yeah. at the draft so that was that was a choice <laughs> i saw that the jaguars first pick of the third round was named luke fortner i'm just wondering if he's any relation to eli he, he might well he does not appear to be made up unlike eli fortner <laughs> who was made up so he's real and, and oh, okay. Poor, poor Eli Fordner was was not as as far as I know, anyway. Uh, yeah. So where do you start? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out like a, a scenario here with an option okay. that either when it comes to quarterbacks, because everybody falls over for the quarterbacks, that either the NFL has gotten completely wise to itself and the overreaching for quarterbacks, or this quarterback class was ass. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I think this particular because we've we've seen it for the last decade, magical risers up the board yeah. every year. Guys that uh, jump up two and three rounds from where they're originally projected to be drafted, based on nothing more than 
the every day that the draft gets closer, some team decides, oh God, we need we need we need a quarterback. We need a kid. We need this kid. This kid might be great. We can't pass him up. We can't afford. Oh my God, we have to take him. Uh, not this year. <laughs> no. The, these guys apparently are are no good, and that's kind of what I was reading all this time uh, leading up to the draft was that this just was not a, a good draft class of quarterbacks at all. Like they're on the draft uh, telecast on ESPN, they're uh, gleefully talking about the quarterbacks for next year that are going to be eligible to be drafted next. Next year is the year you want to draft a quarterback, according to those guys. Not this year, and uh, that that's playing out right now. There. Uh, uh, Greeny is uh, going crazy looking at this, uh, I guess, ESPN draft projector tool that they had that oh, said that okay. uh, uh, whatever that kid is from Liberty that we were making fun of before, whose name still escapes me, uh, like it was a that, minus. Is that Malik Wills? Uh, Willis, Will, something like that. Willis? Uh, apparently it was like a less than 1% chance according to the ESPN draft projector that he'd still be available now that they just knew he was going to be taken in the first round somewhere. And here we are, uh, the third round has started and the quarterback just got drafted right before we came on the air by your dirty birds. And uh, yeah. it wasn't Malik Wills or Malik Willis. Neither one of them got drafted. No, it was uh, Des- Desmond Ritter. Okay. I don't, don't, you know, we, we, we self-admittedly, you, me way more than you, but I, I don't really watch much college football. Um, I, but one thing I, I did know is that Cincinnati was good last year. I mean, I believe they were in the uh, championship series, weren't they? They were in the, the playoff. Yeah. Yeah. They were, uh, they were the, the, the underdog that uh, was up there with the big boys, with the the Power Five team, the SEC yeah. teams, and there's Cincinnati undefeated and plugging along and and yeah. trying to stake a claim as to, to be one of the big boys. And so yeah, they were they were there. They were beat, but they were there. So yeah, and I'm, I've got the different sites up. NFL.com uh, doesn't give you much on these guys. They let the fans grade the picks, which is the worst what? idea ever. Um, Yahoo, uh, which lets you sort by team or, or by round, or you know they're a little bit more versatile, a little bit more accessible as far as the tools. Uh, one of the nice things is uh, it, what, what's really crazy is as soon as somebody gets drafted, there's already a grade next to the name, which is crazy. Uh, okay. <laughs> but one thing they do have is what they call their the, they have their pre-draft rank, so it gives you like where the, what number this person would have been ranked. On like I guess their big board, right? Yeah. If you're, and and this Desmond Ritter was ranked 36 overall, so to be picked at 74, eh, that's not too bad. Value sure, there. At that, right. At that point, it's just you you can't really be blamed. Like you can't say someone overreached for a quarterback in the third round because right. it's the third round. And you know, for a team like Atlanta, that's apparently going to you know they're gonna they're gonna roll out with Marcus Mariota, you know, to start the year. Um, no, no, no pressure when you draft a quarterback in the third round. It's not going to be, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know. This doesn't feel like Russell Wilson territory where, uh, you know, Russ was a, a third round pick and, and, you know, and Matt Flynn had been run out to Seattle to be their starter. Never, never took a snap. For that. Right. I no, don't that, get that, that sense here. It, it could <laughs> yeah. happen. Um, the Falcons are trying to be the tallest offense in the league um, with Cordell Patterson and Pitts and then this London kid who they drafted 
that that's great. When you're Marcus Mariota and you're a highly inaccurate passer, just get guys with like 14 foot wingspans. There you go, go 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 gadget arms. Get a bunch of yeah. long guys. So maybe they're playing to those strengths. Uh, you know, we're we're on the team where your best running back is a wide receiver and your best wide receiver is a tight end. Whatever. <laughs> what the hell? What 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 are we doing? Right. Oh, so you uh, got the joy of looking at the uh, NFL Network coverage yes. of the draft this year, and I got the pain of looking at the uh, ESPN coverage. Well, the first thing I'll say about the ESPN <laughs> coverage is uh, Boomer Berman thus far has been nowhere to be seen. So right oh. off the bat, that's a win. That's that's a W for me. Okay, not having to put up with that crap. Right. Um, it is you know Greeny is uh, bad enough. So, uh, the first. 20 seconds of the, of the telecast with Mike Greenberg. Good evening and welcoming us. And, and it's like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm already out with this guy. I'm already through with him. Um, but it, it could have been worse. It could have been Berman up there as well. And uh, so at least it wasn't that. And uh, Adam Schefter is getting more and more uh, irritating as the years go on to me uh, seems to be more smarmy every year, more sure of his, uh, his opinions and his uh, scoops that even if they're wrong, he's definitely sure of them. Uh, we, I didn't have to put up with that either. He was off uh, at his son's college graduation. So he has not been uh, on the telecast at all uh, for this year. So, uh, so that's good. Uh, it, it could have been a lot worse watching ESPN coverage. Um, so I, I guess it was not nearly, it's, it's not great still, uh, but it's, they, they got the one, Guy that knows exactly what he's talking about in, in Lewis Riddick, so that's great. Yeah. Um, and they, they got Kuiper shuttled off into his uh, cellar. I don't know if that's Kuiper not wanting to because come out un- still. No, no, it's because he's unvaccinated. That was. <laughs> that's why. Oh, boy. Wow. They wouldn't okay. let him. He's unvaccinated, so I guess they had to do it from a dungeon. Yeah, uh, he's, he's doing, yeah. I, I didn't know that they were still because I, I guess I'm thinking about. Now, MLB Network uh, just told John Smoltz, go, you know, stay home, and we're not even going to telecast you. Like, he's not on the air anymore uh, because he's not vaccinated. So instead, of, you know, they're not letting him in the studio either, but they just kind of shunned him altogether. I didn't know people were uh, making the decision to go with the cameras and still have people as part of their telecast if they're not vaccinated. I thought they were just, you know, completely shunning everybody, but. So yeah, I didn't know that. I had no idea. That's why uh, Kuiper. I thought he was actually scared to, you know, still there's still people who are who are like scared to come out in public uh, because of oh. COVID, because of the last two years. I didn't know if he was yeah. one of those. I saw that come along. Uh, I saw it online, so it must be true. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, saw I don't. That, that I didn't know Kuiper anything was, about it. He's going to be remote, apparently. Ah. So he phoned so so it in. So he, 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 I'm sure they, they send a cameraman to his house and or whatever, and he was able to do his spiel. But yeah, NFL Network's broadcast, oh, I mean, it's Eisen, and I think that's Charles Davis up there, and then Daniel Jeremiah, and I don't even know who the other guy was. Uh, it, it It's not as good as it used to be. That used to be the best, easily the best desk for, for the draft coverage. I found it very stale um yeah anything with crusty mike mayock was was the best no doubt yes day three coverage with mike mayock was was the best <laughs> thing ever when they were cutting to the zoo animals 
<laughs> yeah. With the with the picks and stuff. Oh man. He's like, I'm I don't know what yeah. I'm doing up here. What are we doing? And, and and when he went and when and when he went on a off a apparently completely unscripted rant about draft grades during the draft, <laughs> I was like, Man, this is my guy. So Yeah. That, that's that's uh, awesome. Yeah, the only cutaway was really they'd cut away to Kurt Warner, but really hard to cut away to Kurt Warner, who's going to talk about quarterbacks when there was one quarterback drafted. Yeah, the they, no one was expecting that. Everyone was, was expecting the overreach, as always, and, yeah. and two or three or four of these guys to be gone. Nobody in the second round, none of these quarterbacks went in the second round completely, and that just threw everybody off because they had all their notes ready and uh, – they're just salivating over being able to talk about Malik Wills or Willis, whatever yeah. his name is. Uh, no, nothing yet. Nobody, no, none of these teams are, are, are taking the bait this year. That's, you know, these guys are green when none of these teams will even reach out in a second for these guys. That's why I am of the complete opinion that this quarterback class is just complete trash because this league loves to fall all over itself. To, to be the smartest guys and to trade up and do all the action. And how many first round quarterback stupid moves have we talked about on this show? And we've only, and we've been doing this for what? 10, this is our 10th or 11th draft now, maybe 10 where we've been doing it on the show, talking about the draft. And I mean, they probably just got tired of us, you know, crapping all over their picks. These guys definitely wisened up this year. You look down the list at these first round quarterbacks and yeah. That hit rate is bad. Like it's not supposed to be, you know, around fifty percent, which is what it is right now. Uh, right. Of these quarterbacks, I, I should go back and do the math. Uh, and I'll consider it a hit if anyone who gets a second contract from the team that fucking draft them—that's a hit to me. If you can actually, good Baker Mayfield's not going to be a hit, no matter what you think of him. He's not getting a second deal from the from the Brownies or. Did he? Did they extend him already? And now they got a they got that cap uh, number I, on the they books. They are, I believe, they are trying to get out from under some money with him. So I'm trying to I'm remember that sure the original deal. Money. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they gave him money he didn't earn. <laughs> right. Uh, so they may have already given him some money, but they didn't give him the big like seven year you know franchise right. quarterback type money. Um, the, the money that, that Joe Burrow is clearly going to get from Cincy and, and Justin Herbert is clearly going to get from uh, the, yeah. the San Diego Clippers, uh, that type of money. Uh, the, God, all these quarterbacks that have not worked out at all, at, that, that when uh, some of them high in the first round, uh, don't, Mitchell Trubisky, don't, don't remind me. Uh, there's so many of these guys that just we could tell not just based on the, uh, the the highlight package, the quote-unquote highlight package, but even before that, like the, the fact that you never heard of these guys before a month before the draft, and all of a sudden this guy has been a high riser through the mock rankings. All of a sudden he's the fifth overall pick. Yeah. I'm like, what? What did he do since he I stopped mean, playing college football to deserve to be rising up the boards like this? Yeah, and Goff and Wentz, that came out of nowhere. Trubisky, where the Bears got tricked into trading – up one spot that I still remember texting you when that happened live, laughing at you as a Bears fan. Like, what the hell did they just do? Uh, Yeah, it's it's a bad, bad hit list. It's a bad percentage. And this, at least this year, uh, all the executives, uh, with the exception of the Steelers, 
are rolling back and saying, whoa, baby, no, 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 no. We're not going to get fooled like that. And we're, we're actually going to fortify our teams with, with needs and athletes at positions that we need to fill, uh, mostly defense, it looks like. Um, and so uh, I, but that makes complete sense because what do we always yeah. talk about? We talk about that pendulum swing, right? And it's been all offense, all offense, all offense, and now all these teams are loading up defensively. And it's going to switch, you know, and it, it just it goes back and forth. No matter, no matter how many rules you put in to enhance the offense, it's a, a, an elite defense will always beat a top offense. Until you put in the MLB rule that you can only play certain defenses and you can't play <laughs> – you can't double team the receiver anymore. That's an elite That's right. defense. You, you can't shift over there and, and uh, until they go to that. Uh, you can you can't right. play zone. <laughs> yeah, you can't uh, overload the line. <laughs> Even though we know they're running to that side, you cannot over. Right. Yeah, no, no. You, you know we can only play vanilla four three defense from now on. Um, yeah, no football <laughs> hasn't gone that crazy yet. But yeah, a lot of a lot of defense. Um, you know, and that was what was. You know, for what I'd heard about the draft coming into it, even going back several months into the college football season, was this was a very rich, you know, secondary linebackers, you know, very rich draft for for the back end. And these these teams are loading up. I mean, I'm, I'm here in Wisconsin, and people, oh, they got to draft a wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers, and they go defense defense in the first round, and I'm okay with that. So am I as a Bears fan. I loved it, and then. <laughs> Well, and then they got they got a receiver on the second pick of the second day, which I mean, you know, thirty four, you're only two picks removed from the first round, so you just don't have to pay him first round slot money. Great, because the one thing we know the Packers are are doing is, boy, they're so poor. They're they're just they're like the Cubs. They 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 just don't they don't make any money. That franchise has no idea how to make no. any money. They just got to save every nickel, you know, because they're just so poor. <laughs> Uh, I think it was pretty universal. I'm sure you heard it on watching ESPN uh, that the, the day one winners were apparently the Jets. Sure. Uh, the and if you look at yeah, when you when you load up with the pretty much consensus best corner, one of the best receivers, and the uh, one of the consensus best uh, edge rushers, yeah, I guess you had yourself a good day. You did. And but, then but... in the start of the second round, they take the best running back in the draft. <laughs> Right. That's not a bad start for the Jets. They might finish third next year. <laughs> but they finally are getting some actual football players on their team, it seems. So, yeah, that's great. Right. But, again, we can't get too crazy about it because that gets into the the draft grade uh, fallacies that yeah. we have laughed at over the years. Like, you don't know if these guys are going to be any good. You think you, they, they might be, but right. you don't actually know. Uh, so they so, look yeah, good. They look like good sure. picks on paper. Everybody that I was – because I did the, I had to do the first hour on the radio, and then I could, did the last few hours uh, at home. So I'm, I'm picking – so I didn't get to see the initial kickoff with NFL Network because I'm always driving home for the first hour of the draft. Yeah. And, yeah, that ra- the radio crew – I don't even know who was on the radio crew. It was like this gal and then a couple other guys. They were just falling all over themselves for these Jets picks. Excuse me. Yeah, they're they're good. They're good picks. They're they're really yeah. highly and touted. Uh, yeah, crapping all over the Texans uh, when <laughs> they took Derek Stingley at number three, which then allowed the Jets to take Sauce Gardner uh, at number four. 
Yeah, uh, you can choose to do that, but look, the thing about Stingley was apparently he uh, was as, as good as it gets a couple years ago. And whatever reason, kind of fell off the table uh, the last well, few he was years. A, he but, was a COVID. He was a COVID sit, and then he was hurt. Yep, and then he got injured. Um, <laughs> right. So yeah, you can crap on on the, uh, the the pick by the Texans, but the fact is, he was. You know, she showed all the the, the traits. He showed right. all the ability of being a, a top notch cornerback. Uh, it, it didn't happen last year. It happened a few years ago. But it's not like they took a guy off the street and and they're you know it's, it's not like a, a a draft riser up the board because of his combine numbers and oh right we, we didn't think he could play football very well but he ran a four one forty so we have to take. It wasn't you mean it wasn't that. one of my favorites? We, I was going to mention it when we were talking about the crazy quarterback rights because it predates our show. But Mark Sanchez, who only shot oh. off the board because of his media market ability. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Oh, the, that half, that was real. Oh, yeah, the, the Sanchez. Uh-huh. Yeah, the Jets uh, jumped way up to draft him because – he was a good-looking guy, and he, you know, and he could help sell stuff in New York, and he'd be good for that media market. Forgetting about the fact that he was a crap quarterback. Ah, that had nothing to do with it. It doesn't matter if he can play football or not. He's attractive, and uh, they, they maybe they foresaw that uh, Rex Ryan's wife was going to have a heart on for him and get a tattoo of him. I, I don't know. Uh, all sorts of stuff. Maybe, uh, maybe they liked his feet. Yeah, they thought they were going to have a little, you know, Menage a Trois. Ryan liked his feet. Uh, you never know. You, you never know. Uh, yeah, that did happen. That, that absolutely happened. I uh, I don't know how far um, – oh, man, I'm blanking on his name. The the left-hander out of USC, Leinert. I don't know how Leinert, uh, yeah. far into the first round that he launched himself uh, for similar reasons, that he was a good look, big, good-looking kid and – uh, you know, never mind that he can't really play that well. And, and whoever drafted him found out the hard way. I think that was the Cardinals. The Cardinals? So, yeah. So yeah, it, it happens. Uh, I have, to... I have those visions of, of Matt Leinard in a, in a Cardinals Jersey playing awful football. Yeah. Bad. Oh, was he bad? Um, so yeah, the, I, for one year, the football executives have learned their lessons and they're not going crazy trying to get these quarterbacks, but it was still, so it made it even weirder almost to me watching all these deals fly around and trade a mania uh, to, to jump up yep. and get all these other players who were not quarterbacks. Like what was, what's the deal? I feel like Seinfeld. Now what's the deal yeah. with making all these trades and moving up to get random defenders and wide receivers? Well, and you're closely, uh, closely connected to the AJ Brown trade being that that's your market down there. Um, I... I was shocked. I was shocked by both of those wide receiver trades. I was shocked I by was. the Hollywood Brown yes. trade. Although if I'm drafting in fantasy next year, I'm moving Hollywood Brown way up on the board, getting out of uh, the uh, wide receiver gulag that is uh, <laughs> the Ravens wide receiver room. Um, I, I concur just because, uh, you know, I'm a big uh, Lamar you love Jackson Hollywood fan. Brown. I'm a big Hollywood Brown fan, and I'm a big Lamar Jackson fan, but he, no. he's not that good at quarterback. But, he's, but he's, then on the he's, opposite side, I'm moving A.J. Brown way uh, down because now he's got Jalen Hurts throwing him the ball. Well, he's I just, tell you he's what. He's just not good at playing quarterback. He's not. The Eagles are going to find out just how good he is. 
Well, yeah, Kids. No excuses, right? Haven't we you said this with some no other guys, excuse. right? No excuses. <laughs> you got A.J. fucking Brown on your team now. If you can't get 300 yards in a game ever uh, with A.J. Brown yeah. on your team, then and you Devontae are truly Smith. no good. And, and Devontae Smith good. on the other side, who you once told me was pretty good at football. Um, if you can't get it done with those guys, yeah, I it's, you, you can't blame your your uh, receivers. You can't blame the the scheme. You can't. You got got two guys who can just go get it. Um, and and they, yeah, AJ Brown. That that was absolutely jaw dropping. Uh, but almost shouldn't be in this day and age of uh, we might not have a chance to sign this particular guy long term. So let's just throw him away now and get a, a draft pick. Get something for yeah. him. Like it, that's that's the trend now. The the one superstar stud receiver that has uh, made his trade demands known in, in the last uh, week and a half since we were last on the air uh, is the one that didn't get traded last night, which would be Debo yep. Samuel out in San My Francisco. My MVP. Yeah, yeah, your 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 league MVP for this year, and that's going to be shocking when he gets dealt because like what else do you do you want out of your wide receiver? You know, why would I understand they probably, you know, presented him with uh, uh, with a new deal. And he probably was like, yeah. um, I'm I'm your top receiver and I'm also your, your best running back. I, I think I, I think I need to be paid more than this. Uh, so they probably insulted him with, with their offer. But, uh, man, I, I would find it just like the Titans. I would find it very hard to deal A.J. Brown. I would find it very hard to deal Debo Samuel because I'd be so afraid to mess up in trying to draft someone to replace that production. Cause if I don't replace it now, I'm, you know, eight and nine and everyone's looking at me like, right. what the hell's your problem? Yeah. And you know, but what you didn't say is that you were shocked about the Hollywood Brown trade because he's clearly miscast in that offense. I was surprised, but no, I wasn't shocked. Uh, I think they're looking for, yeah, you're, you're right. It's a, it's a different uh, offense. It's a different skill set that you need right. to work with Lamar Jackson, who clearly struggles with consistent deep balls and, and real yeah. consistent throws in general. Really, he, he um, needs three tight end sets. That's what he needs. <laughs> I was just, I was gonna. He needs a he needs possession receivers more so than home right. run hitters. He needs guys who that can just get the ball, get the first down, and keep the chains moving, and then uh, wait for him to you know take a quarterback sneak thirty yards. Um, right. and, and Hollywood Brown is as much as I love him uh, as a home run hitter um, until Lamar Jackson develops more quarterback skills to take advantage of intermediate stuff. And, and Mark Andrews, you know, notwithstanding, um, he needs to do more than that. He needs to have two or three guys that he can cons- consistently hit underneath to open up Hollywood Brown going deep. Um, and he hasn't been able to do that in the, in the last couple of years. So uh yeah, not totally surprised, but it still still was a surprise because that's a very talented receiver. Yeah, but now he's going to the most fun team in football in Arizona, and whoo boy, uh, yeah, Kyler Murray's not going to have a problem music. getting those balls to him. Um, I, I got both of them uh, in the well, three of them actually in the Pro Bowl. That's my big prediction off of that, that I think uh, Hollywood Brown and uh, New Hopkins and Kyler Murray all go to the Pro Bowl next year. I think yeah. they, they have that kind of impact with each other. Because that's just, that's just, that's not right when you pair up Hollywood Brown with DeAndre Hopkins. Good yeah, luck. It's, it's unfair. <laughs> right. 
the, the other cornerbacks are looking around like, okay, who's got who? Who? I got him. You got, wait, who got, oh, shit. I don't, uh, yeah, you're right. I, that, I don't want to, I don't want to guard either of them. That, that absolutely becomes a, a show me season now for, for Jalen Hurts, especially if this is going to be a quarterback rich draft in 23. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're you know, the Eagles awesome. have shown they're not they're not afraid to make moves, <laughs> right? So they'll move up and then take one of those guys up. next year, no yeah. no problem. If it doesn't work out with Jalen Hurts, uh, don't be shocked if they're moving up to, to to take one of these top quarterbacks. If this is going to be the class that they're making it sound like it's going to be next season. All right, let's get into the uh, first round pick by pick. Um, my ESPN coverage of the uh, the draft and the pregame show. My thoughts on that was they uh, opened the coverage last night and they did it actually again tonight uh, by rolling out Chris Angel, the uh, the illusionist slash magician. Uh, welcome freak. to Las Vegas. That's the best they could come up with? I guess so. What else are you going to come up with in Vegas? Well, you know, uh, you think about it, though. Siegfried and Roy is dead. It's, first of all, it's ESPN. They know their audience, right? Yeah. So when, when was the last time that Chris Angel was relevant? Probably 15 or 20 years ago. That's their core so that means that That means that they know their audience. <laughs> I'm surprised I, I they didn't bring out Hootie and the Blowfish right after that. <laughs> So that was their way of welcoming him to Vegas. Actually, had him had him on the uh, the college pregame show that aired before the draft pre-show. So they, there was a lot of leading up to the draft last night. They had the college no, game what, day. No Wayne Newton. I, I think he was ill. I don't. I don't think he was available. Oh, okay. He uh, was hanging out with Mel Kiper. Right. <laughs> They're in the dungeon. Uh, you know, Greeny's voice introducing the show made me throw up in my mouth a little. So it's you know, but it is what it is. At least it's not Berman. Uh, Shefty was off at his kid's college graduation, so that meant Chris Mortensen uh, showing Oh, no, uh, they didn't. W- it, they did. He, he's, he oh. showed up. He slurred his way through. Was it as uh, bad as what I've been telling you? No, it's, he's gotten better. He's uh, He was the only oh. insider there next to Mel Kuyper. He, he's getting a little better. Kind of, uh, I, I hate to compare it, but um, I, I was talking last show about the, the tough week that I'd had the last couple of weeks uh, oh. dealing with my wife's uncle who got very, very ill and has thankfully pulled through and is uh, going through rehab right now. But um, he had a stroke years ago, actually before I met her. Um, and he, he kind of slurs his way through sometimes and, and gets confused and whatnot. And that's kind of what, remi- what Mort reminds me of is that he's recovering. That he's it takes yeah. it's a stroke, so it's not like you're the, gonna bounce right back. I'm immediately gonna point out the difference here: that your wife's uncle is not on television in yes. front of millions of people. Correct. So while it's admirable and great, especially in your case, that you know he's pulling through, uh, I don't believe your wife's uncle would have been in a position to be giving. And insider reports on ESPN <laughs> during the NFL draft. Uh, no, no, he wouldn't. But uh, just a, it's a similar. It's not a perfect comparison, but it is right. a similarity that uh, from year to year, um, it, it it gets a little better. Because okay. Mort is definitely not right. quite as bad as he was when when that oh. first happened. So because we're not. First of all, we say this every year. We're not dunking on Mort. No. We have nothing but respect for Mort. He is like. 
the OG of all of these insider guys, right? He was the he was the insider before it was cool. Absolutely, all respect to Mort. So we're we're not we're to, saying this. We're, we're to saying the late this great John love. Clayton while we're at it. Right. Yes. Also, because uh, we lost John Clayton this last year. Yes. But yeah, so we're not dunking on Mort. Uh, so. Well, no, we have to put that little asterisk on it every year because it's been my duty to watch ESPN the last few years, even though last year I wasn't supposed to, but I had no choice. Um, right. And I have to give my, my own Mort report, it seems like, every year. So that's why, <laughs> see what I did there? Um, uh-huh. <laughs> and this year it was your turn, and you're saying it was improved. So that's good. Yeah, it's I've, it's not great. It's still cringe, cringy, a little, you know, a little cringy. Um, yeah. But but it is better than than it used to be. Yeah, we we do give that caveat of of giving respect because I think uh, anyone who listens to us on a regular basis kind of I, I think you have to come here for the disrespect. I think you have to you, you must be into that because uh, why would you listen otherwise? Uh, so you're you're here because we tell it like it is, and if we want to disrespect and dunk on somebody, we absolutely will. But that's not what we're doing with with Mort in that in that case. We definitely have respect for for what Mort has done. It's just anybody, anybody in that position, anybody in television, anybody. Uh, same thing with women and their looks. When it goes, it goes. You, yeah. you don't want to see a, a wrinkly old hag on TV. It's just it is what it is. It might be politically incorrect, but it's true. Nobody wants to. Women don't even want to see that. Come on. Um, but yeah, no one wants to hear somebody, you know, slurring their way through reports, but, but, uh, it, it wasn't as bad. It, it really wasn't. So that's good. Okay. Um, Greeny was, uh, joined at the desk, uh, as I think I'd said by, uh, Lewis Riddick and also uh, Booker McFarland was there. Uh, so, you know, it's a good and good analyst, uh, obviously, uh, Riddick, yeah. every time he comes on, we, praise him and uh and I, mean, I like I, I like Lewis Riddick that was the highlight of me having to watch ESPN the last few years and I've been on the record with that uh he was also the only highlight of that Monday night football <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was rough trying to listen to that uh that Monday night crew so we, we don't have to worry about that anymore because now we get uh Joe and Troy <laughs> kill me now <laughs> I know you're so looking forward to that Man. uh we're so yeah, we're longtime admirers of Riddick's work. I, Booker, what I, what I'll say is he's much better at this than he was at trying to do color for the games. So, oh, he's, he's better on the desk than he is yes. on the 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 what a little the booger the wagon booger that he mobile. had going up and down. Yeah, the booger mobile going up and down <laughs> yeah. the sideline. Yeah, that that didn't that didn't go well. Because Booger was Booger's got some McCarver in him when he was doing the games. <laughs> right. Yeah, that that definitely was uh, one of his problems. Was you just that guy on the field that just made a tackle? He's big and strong. Yeah. Okay. No, thanks, was, Booger. Yeah, he was definitely he was definitely pulling his Captain Obvious bit um, when he was running <laughs> thanks, up and Captain down on Obvious. the Mobile. So yeah, no, if he's better on the desk, I'll take your word for it. Uh, so there's a 15 minute feel good segment uh, that made me change the channel right before the the draft started. I think they had some woman from Ukraine out there talking about the, it's like God, oh, the NFL boy. will glom onto anything. They there is did... no <laughs> there's no shame. There's I think that's no the none. There is nothing there's they also, will not try to. Uh, there's also no self awareness. So not only are they shameless, they have no self awareness because. Uh, you know, we managed to make it somewhere into the 20s of the picks, I'm pretty sure, last night before we got the the rah-rah military pick. Right. 
completely pulled me out of the broadcast. I'm assuming it was on ESPN as well. Yes. With the big Air Force thing. And it just it pulled me out of the draft. It wasn't the most exciting, but it was exciting with the trades. But as soon as they went to that, I was like, oh, I'm being propagandized right now. Here's a reminder that we fuck the military up the ass all the time, and they suck us off all the time. And we just wanted to yeah. remind you of that once again. Right. We're gonna have to, yeah, the, the, the circle jerk that is the NFL and the military. Thanks for reminding me, guys. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, Las Vegas gets the early shine as Derek Carr and Darren Waller and Marcus Allen made their way out to join the commission on the stage. I think that's I more of a... I did hear that. I didn't see it, but I did hear it. Yeah, more of a deflector shield because the commission going by himself is just asking for someone to, to basically snipe him and gun him down in the, in the middle of the road there. Uh they, they they let Raiders fan Ice Cube on the stage uh, on the mic at, at one point, and that's perfect because he blew out the volumes on the microphone. Yeah, get, so that's that what wasn't just me. No, no, that was that was Cube being Cube and completely blowing out the levels, and that's what you get from fucking having Ice Cube on the stage on your microphone. You deserve uh, to have your your mics blown out, you idiots. What are you doing? I do have to say, uh, the Raider fan stayed classy. I saw a lot of Rugs jerseys in the crowd. <laughs> Stay classy, Las Vegas. Things I don't know cost if you've $200. Caught those, but I've caught away. quite a few close-ups of Raiders fans, and I'm, I'm like, wait, Rugs the third? Oh no! <laughs> those things cost a hun- cost hundreds of dollars. They I are guess. not throwing those jerseys. I away. mean, those jerseys ain't cheap. No. Even the even the replica ones aren't cheap. That's right. Rugs the third T-shirts probably cost fifty dollars. Uh, so Kuiper states that Aiden Hutchinson. Oh, wait, wait a minute. I'm guessing if people were wearing the Rugs jerseys, those came off the extreme closeout discount rack. Uh, hopefully they didn't buy them uh, as soon as the tragedy <laughs> happened and uh, to show their <laughs> their respect for, for the, for the young man. Showing their solidarity they... with Henry Rugs. Right. No, I'm thinking that was on the 95% off rack <laughs> at Lids. Yeah, hopefully they're not trying to show support, stand up for Rugs. He's being railroaded. Free Rugs. Yeah. That was some poor kid. I want a Raiders jersey for Christmas, Mom and Dad. Here, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Rugs? I, I, I. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you said you wanted Raiders? It's Raiders. There you go. Wear it. <laughs> Wear it proud. Right. See? So, we are going to hell. Yes. That's what you came for. Come on. Uh, Kuiper said that Hutchinson was the number one on his board, his big board. Yeah. And uh, he was number one on all the big boards until about 30 seconds ago. And don't ask me what happened because I have no idea. Like this this guy that wound up going number one, all of a sudden the the reports started coming out you know, in the middle yeah. of the week, Tuesday or Wednesday. So and so has moved to number one. He's got the the he's the favorite now. The odds makers are making him the favorite. If you're betting the draft, and God, if you're betting the draft, you have problems. But uh, all of a sudden, the kid, the, the, the guy that no one never heard of, was was all of a sudden number one on the board, and I have no idea why. That's just one of those. Hey, what happened? It's usually it's the quarterbacks that winds up out of nowhere. This guy is number one. He's rising up the world. So this time it was this guy that wound up going number one to Jacksonville. Trayvon Walker, defensive end from Georgia. Um, yeah, the and first Gre- of five defensive players from Georgia in the first in round. The first round. That, that's that's a, that's a record. That's an all-timer. Um, uh, so this kid, Walker, gets drafted, and Greeny says he was originally projected in the mid-20s. Oh, oh news, news flash. Breaking oh. news. M- Malik Wills just got drafted. 
What about Malik Willis? Did he get drafted? Well, Malik Willis, is that his name? Oh, yes. He just got drafted by your uh-huh. Tennessee Titans. Oh. Well, it took him long enough. That, um, is, that, yeah. is that the Tanny replacement? Is that the shot across the bow of Ryan Tannehill? Tanny, you're on the clock. Let, Borrowed you, you the, time. You get the number one overall seed, and you watch this fucker go out there and throw the ball to the other team repeatedly. Oh, like you have to I, Yeah, I know. I had the Titans in that game. In a game in which the Titans sacked Joe Burrow nine, nine. times. Nine. Nine. And they lost. Not enough. <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> Should have sacked him ten times. <laughs> Either that or take the ball from him while you're sacking him one of the nine times. Oh, that might yeah. Too. How about some strip sacks? Yeah. That, that, might, have, that might have did some, some good. Uh, we don't have a breaking news sounder. I need to do that on the uh, on the sound drop. I need to find a breaking news uh, button. Yeah, I just checked uh, back to see it. I saw it just this just happened. Just live live news, folks. The Titans have decided at the end of the third round, yeah, to make Malik Willis uh, the the eighty sixth overall pick of the. Draft. So I, I've noticed, like on podcasts that I listen to now, they do like watch parties where they basically like live watch and live podcast themselves watching an event, yeah. and I'm like, we have to do that. We do. Sure. <laughs> for some for some big event game or something, we should just live podcast like the Super Bowl or live podcast the draft and try that for like, you know, do that one time. I have no problem with that. I just remember the one and only time we tried to live stream some event. I think it was a fantasy draft, and it didn't go well. Like well, we that's, were... that was that was us in front of a computer doing picks. And we had audio issues for that one. Um, and concentration issues. It was... Yeah, this would just yeah. Well, obviously, if there are connections issues, it'd be hard to do. But you know, it, it would it would be fun to try sometime. Like maybe maybe next year we just decide we're going to just live podcast the first round of the draft that, that's that's my, well you you'll be on the road uh home from work again but uh, well, no i i would obviously request to ah. be home for that so i'll try not to live podcast the first round listening to the pop radio <laughs> and um yeah no that would not go well on, on the phone on your earpiece right but yeah we could we could have had a we could have had a hell of a time doing this first round yesterday yeah, it was uh, it was a thing. Um, any thoughts at all about Trayvon Walker? Who no, uh, uh, the, the radio. <laughs> I caught this on the radio. So the assessment yeah. of him on the radio was that he he's worth the number one pick, but he didn't have the like the counting stats. Like like it shows up on the tape, and they used them all over the place, but it didn't actually show up like in, in sacks or TFLs, but. Uh, apparently he pops on the tape. That's what the people on the t- on the radio said. So I take no responsibility if that's not the case. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kuiper says his college sack and tackle numbers were doubled and tripled by other previous number one defenders. Um, and Greeny said, like a, like I said, Greeny said he was originally projected in the in the twenties. Um, th- this is yep. this is not good. This is this is not good for a number one pick. Seven. <laughs> So they're saying they had him seventh on their board on Yahoo. So not, mm-hmm. I mean, it's Jacksonville. They could have drafted anybody and filled a position of need. Uh, pretty much. Uh, Booger said he was out of position a lot. So, yeah, re- repeating some of the stuff you were hearing uh, from the radio. 
Uh, Riddick says, nah, he had plenty of one-on-one chances on third down. He just didn't make it happen. Uh, oh, that's Louis Riddick for you. That's why I mean, like, Louis Riddick is, like, our new Mike Mayock. He's, he's the black, crusty Mayock. He keeps it real more than anybody else on these draft coverages because everybody else is kind of giving it to you, Rosie. Um, yeah, no, not Louis Riddick. If you're, no. if you're trash, he'll tell you. Even if you're the number one pick in the draft, he'll tell you if you're trash. Yeah, he said he had chances. He just didn't produce. So there you go. Uh, so Detroit, of course, takes Hutchinson, who was number one to right. everybody uh, except Jacksonville, apparently. Um, and Hutchinson, of course, I'm sure they said on the radio, was uh, he's the ankle-biting type that Dan Campbell's just going <laughs> to love. He's all so grindy. So this is pretty hilarious. So this is, this is draft grades. So Yahoo yeah. has this kid as their pre-draft rank number one. Yep. The Lions get him at number two. Draft grade, B+. Plus. The fuck? If you are the consensus number one, <laughs> and you fall to number two, wouldn't that be an A? What does it take to get an A? Right. That's the the, the logical question is, what could they have done right. at that there position? Are, that's the thing that you learn about these draft grades. There are no A's <laughs> and there are no F's. They're all B's and C's. Right, because you don't want to be the one who gave somebody an F draft grade, and then the guy makes you eat it. And you also don't want to be the guy that gives an A and the guy's a bust. Correct. So at that point, what's the point of what's the, the grade? Point of draft grades? I think we go through this exercise every year. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Uh, but apparently, this kid's the goods is the goods, and the Lions got a steal even at number two. That's what I had. That was my takeaway. It's pretty much what I what I was uh, hearing then, as well. Just yeah, he'll fit in perfect with the ankle biters and. Yep. It was just nothing but glowing praise uh, for, for Aiden Hutchinson, yeah. and he stays in. It, and he's a Michigan kid, and he stays in Michigan. Right. Uh, got got some home, hometown love going. We'll definitely get to that a little later right. on. That'll get some booties in the seats. So that's what they're thinking, anyways. If you get fifty more people at a Lions game than before, then that's that's a good thing, right. I guess. And all of that, you know, but I'm say the same thing about the Lions that I said about the Jets. You can do all that, and yes, yay yeah, guys, you might finish third. Well, I, I think gotta, the Bears are tanking start this year. I think the Bears are tanking. <laughs> so I, I, I kind of agree. <laughs> so I mean, and the Lions had a lot of fight in them. They're not good. But they lost a lot of close games, and typically those teams that lose a lot of close games and stick together start turning some of those into W's the next season. So congratulations, mm. Detroit. You guys are going to finish third. <laughs> I don't know. You, you almost sound like you're talking them up to maybe throw some money on them making a playoff run, to get, a, get that seven uh, No, because they're still in the division with the Packers and the Vikings, who are, who are both better teams. Although maybe the Vikings are backsliding some too. If the Vikings backslide enough and you've got like 14 wildcard teams now, then <laughs> yeah, yeah may- maybe, maybe the Lions could get a little surprise uh, second place love. They're not going to finish first. Mm. Uh, the Houston Texans taking third. They can take almost anyone and, and improve the team, of course. Uh, so yeah. they go cornerback with, with Derek Stingley from LSU, as you were saying. Yeah, um, which was a name I knew, yeah, you know, but a, a name I knew from multiple seasons ago. Yeah, when he was really good. So he's a, can you be a post-hype sleeper at the number three pick in the draft? <laughs> uh, that's what they're going for. It was, it was a bit of a shocker uh, when he got picked that it was uh-huh. uh, 
It, it was Man, not they something... lost their shit on the radio. Yeah, it, it was not expected. Um, most of his great tape is from a few years ago. It's a strange prospect in, in that respect. The question is, why did he fall off the last couple of years? Uh, we, we talked a little bit about the, the injury and, and the COVID uh, holdout. Uh, Booker threw shade at the uh, LSU environment uh, when they were trying to figure out why Stingley fell off uh, under fired okay. coach Ed Orgeron. Booger said there was, quote, a lot going on at LSU, unquote. So that that's sort of his way oh, of throwing Oh, without elaborating. The, uh, uh-huh. Throwing, throwing LSU and, and Orgeron under the bus and trying to blame him a little bit for that. Trying so. to create a little controversy. Yeah, he, he, he's trying to do something. Uh, so the Jets have four and ten and would go on to have another pick at the end of the first, of course, with all yeah. the trade of mania. They loaded up. Uh, so they start with the other top cornerback since he's uh, Sauce Gardner, who allowed yeah. eight catches all last season, all season, yes. and no touchdowns no in his touchdowns. entire career. He gave up no touchdowns last year. That was the, the stat that they just kept throwing on. And they weren't talking about this when the Jets made the pick. They were talking about this all through the Texans' pick <laughs> because they're like, you passed up that guy? That guy. You passed eight up the guy who gave year. up no touchdowns. I believe in his entire career, he gave up no touchdowns. That is and insane. He's going to give is. up a few in the NFL. Well, it's the NFL. You should. Uh, but if he doesn't give up that many, then he's then he's prime. Then he's Dion, and uh, that's that's pretty damn good. Yeah. Or he, or he's uh, uh, Daryl Rivas going back to that yeah. team. Yeah, Gardner Island. Island. <laughs> uh, and Sauce his, Island. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a place to go. <laughs> well. <laughs> You want to take it like a room. beer? What are you drinking? <laughs> drinking some Sauce Island. That good ale, IPA ale. from Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> real, real rich and hoppy. I like it. Um, his tape. They, we we make fun of these. Uh, some of these guys highlighting their tape. Their their quote unquote <laughs> highlight tapes. <laughs> yeah, his highlight uh, reel apparently is not junk. Sauce's tape was the best I think I've seen for a DB because he was blitzing, he was making, he was tackling, he was that, uh, as much as as prime as a, a Hall of Famer, all time great. He prime didn't like to tackle. Like Sauce was no. sticking his head in there and actually making tackles. No, you could you could run at prime. Yeah, the teams purposely ran at prime. All right, because he wasn't really interested in, in making the yeah. Because he's tackles, either doing but... the ole or uh-huh. you're embarrassing him and right. you're trucking him. Uh, but no, Sauce was denying the passes. He was making the tackles. He was jumping the routes. Uh, he was doing it all. So very nice, uh, very nice prospect there, Sauce Gardner. And uh, yeah, if you want to give out grades, then the Jets uh, get a get a high grade for. Uh, did Yahoo give the Jets a, a B? Oh, oh, okay. Hang on, hang on, hang on. So Sauce Gardner, draft yeah. rank four. What was he okay. drafted at? Uh, I believe that would be four. Four. He gets a B. <laughs> Just... I, 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 oh my god! I give up! I give up! <laughs> it's it's comedy at this point. It's just it's, it's just a comedy act. It's it's a bit nice bit Yahoo. It's uh, the, the the whole draft grade thing. That's just a nice running comedy bit. Good job out of you. Uh, the Giants at five uh, just declined Danny Dimes' option, so they yeah. would love to take a, a thrower here, but there are no good throwers, obviously. Right. This is in a, this draft. Is this, oh wait, is this a tank season for the Giants? 
uh, I don't know if it's a tank season. They just know that they couldn't replace their quarterback here because their their quarterbacks are no good, uh, as we all know. So they instead take a defensive end, Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon, who has a rep for not playing hard. So good luck with that, Giants. Uh, based on his tape that I was seeing, he played hard enough. Uh, he was lightning fast around the edge, uh, and that makes five defenders in the uh, in the first five picks, which was a uh, bit of a surprise. But not too much. We were talking a little bit about there, there might be, like, hardly anyone who touches the ball taken in the first, like, ten picks or first eight picks, something right. like that. So, uh, But we figured maybe there'd be uh, an O-line throw-in somewhere. Uh, and there was. No. Well, well, not in the first there five. There was on the next pick. Yes. The next two picks. The uh, Panthers, rumored to be reaching for a quarterback at six, uh, decided, no, nah, we're not going to do that either. Instead, they take – Nigerian Once offensive again, tackle. Your quarterback Aiken is Ikwonu. Sam Darnold. And you <laughs> passed up a quarterback at six. That means that the quarterbacks in this class were trash. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so, Ekim Ikwanu was, uh, he was number two on Kipe's big board. So, he was uh, excited for uh, this Yes, pick. he was also number two on Yahoo's board. And he goes at six. So, that's a solid B minus. The hell with the, okay. I I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, you have to draft Tom Brady to get an A. Uh, I, I uh, guess. Uh, I wonder what Tom Brady's think. draft grade was. <laughs> when he was what a sixth round pick. I've heard he was a sixth round pick. I may have heard that a few times. <laughs> you can get Tom Brady in the sixth round. Um. Uh, this this kid Iguanu, his tape, he had some oh shit pancake blocks. Like he was burying people. So uh, that's what you want. You, you you're gonna take a offensive lineman, you know, the first one off the board. He better be that type of guy that yeah. goes out there and puts guys in the hospital uh, when he goes out and blocks. Uh, and the kid apparently ran track in high school. So that's, that's nuts. You know what I call that? I call that <laughs> B minus talent. Oh. <laughs> uh, Freakish athlete, run track, now you're pancaking off his alignment. Eh, B. Yeah. Uh, by the way, congrats to Kuiper, who uh, at this point uh, was able to show his Mel's best available chart with a, uh, a new sponsor. Mel's ava- best available at this point after the oh. sixth pick was actually sponsored. Uh, oh, no. By I think some some hotel chain, so that that's that's big time. Good on you, Kype. You get money for pointing out the guys <sighs> on your big board that haven't been drafted yet, which is something you you're gonna do anyway. So uh, now you get actual cash in your pocket for doing that. That's the American dream, man. I'm gonna sit here for 40 years and point out this guy's good, this guy's bad, this guy's good, and not only am I I'm gonna get a TV gig out of it, a steady gig. But now I'm gonna get my shit sponsored. Like that is big time. Dick Vital isn't getting anything sponsored when he goes on TV and does whatever he does. He, he's, you know, my awesome baby draft picks are sponsored. That's never gonna happen. Kipe got his shit sponsored, so that's good on him, man. That was wait, was, was, was Kiper actually that. dropping the name of the place, or was it just on the graphic? Yeah, he doesn't have to say it. It was just on the graphic. Okay. It was just plastered up there, courtyard uh, by Marriott or something like that. Who's like, you know what? I wanna, I wanna pay money to advertise for our company, and we're gonna sponsor Mel Kiper's list of best players available. <laughs> That's when you know you've made it as a company. 
Uh, Courtyard by Marriott apparently has enough money to burn that they could do something like that. So good for them. Uh, so the Giants at seven keep the uh, the protection going, like you said, offensive lineman yep. six and seven. Uh, vers- versatile offensive tackle Evan Neal from Bama. His tape was solid, but not nearly as dominant as Equan is. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. He's, he's uh, rated very highly. I'm sure he was ranked highly on Mel's big board, too. Well, let's see. Yahoo had him ranked number five overall. He goes at number yeah. seven, so that's a B plus. So it's actually a better draft grade than Equanu <laughs> with worse tape. And I give up. Picking, <laughs> better We're than only seven guy picks in, and I give up on two. these draft grades. They make no sense. It's a comedy bit. That's all it is. Uh, at eight, you're, you're Dirty Birds. Um, yeah. They they needed to find a, a wide receiver to place Calvin the Gambler Ridley. Uh, so they go. And Julio, Drake, who they couldn't effectively replace last year. Um, right. So really, they got to replace more than one guy. Yeah. I mean, that wide receiver room last year for Atlanta without Ridley and uh, Julio was, it was rough. Uh, it, was that, it was, it was, was sad. Russell Gage and, and Ola Midi, the guy's yeah. name I can't pronounce. Yeah, I, I know, I know who you're talking about. Uh, yep. And there it was is it Zacchaeus or whatever. Yeah, so, that sounds right. Um, it was that's, bad. That's it good. was it was the Cordero Patterson show. He was there. He was their Debo. Yeah. Um, and a word quick about Debo before. I get it off my head because you talked. Yes. You were talking about Debo and his struggle, and uh, with the pay. So apparently, his beef is that he doesn't like the way he's being used, but he's so attractive because of the way he was used. So go figure. Well, so does he not want to be used that way, or does he right. want to be compensated? for being used that way because that's I don't that's know. Different. So don't, if you are trading Nemo Samuel to another team, is that other team thinking we're going to use him that way? Because that's what I'd be thinking. I'm getting that. Right. Yeah, I'm getting a beast that can... Then he shows up on your team and he's like, well, I don't want to run no more. Or like, well, why do we trade for you? Well, I don't know, but pay me. <laughs> that's why That's why I think he's still on the 49ers. <laughs> so that's my two cents on Debo. It's, it's a bit of a, a catch-22 situation that he's gotten himself into like you're trashing the team and the coach for the way they used you but your your stock is only as high as it is because of the way they used you right so oh, that's uh whoever trades for him obviously has to sit down and have a very long <laughs> conversation <laughs> they're with gonna him. have that right they're gonna have a much longer version of the conversation that i just played out yes <laughs> but with uh, i don't know and legalese and all that stuff that you know, we don't have to do here. Yeah. You don't know. And I don't know exactly what he, he intends to do. Does he want to uh, never uh, be used as a running back again, or is he going right. to be okay with it? If you just fairly compensate him for it. And, and I've still got in my mind, I've got the Aaron Rodgers take on Debo is he'll still be on the 49ers on when the mm. season kicks off. I think, I don't think they want to get rid of him. As much as he's going to protest, I, I, I don't see them getting what they would want in return for him. Okay. And it's a real ticket. You, you're not going to tra- – you, you can't trade him. <laughs> you, saw, you saw what happened once they started utilizing him that way. And you're going to have – apparently you're going to turn the reins over to Trey Lance. And you're just going to leave him with – wow. It's going to be really rough if you get rid of him. 
uh, yeah. Um, well, I wouldn't think that the Packers could get rid of Devontae Adams. I wouldn't think the Chiefs could get rid of Tyreek Hill. Sure. I, I don't know. I don't know anymore. So but that's my that's my bold take. That, that's my my bold take. Is it my bold takes on this show? Apparently, are he's not going anywhere. <laughs> And I argued you down on Aaron Rodgers because I never saw a star player go back and forth with his team like that and stick around, and he's doing it. So, hey, I, I can't argue anymore. I, I, I cannot possibly say that Debo will or won't go because maybe he will stay. I, I have no idea. Yeah, that's so. the hot take. My hot take is he's staying put. Well, there you go. Sad that we've reached a point where that's the hot take. <laughs> well, that is staying put is 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 the opposite of what's been happening in the NFL this uh, this off season. Uh, so the Falcons decided to go uh, Drake London. He's he's they, big uh, and rangy. That's that's yep. what I know about Drake London. Yep, the Southern Cal uh, jump ball specialist, and Reddick compared him to Vincent Jackson, which is a tremendous comp. That's not a bad comp. And like I said, when you, you're going to have him and Pitts and Cordero Patterson, those are big dudes. Right. Just go up and get that ball. <laughs> well, however high it is over your head, just go get it. Booger actually uh, topped uh, Riddick's uh, Vincent Jackson comp. Booger said uh, he, he was the wet blanket on everything. He said uh, copying that uh, that contested college catch stuff, um, that means he couldn't get separation. Oh! Oh! And that yeah. reminded him, and you're, you're going to really hate this, uh, that reminded him of the Eagles taking, wait for it. Don't say J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. Oh, no. That's like the death knell. That is the wettest of wet blankets take, right there. Take that back. <laughs> nah, Booger wanted to, to top Louis Riddick's hot takes, and Booger said, no, hang on. I got one for you right here. My man can't <laughs> oh, get yeah? separation. Watch this. <laughs> Hold my beer. Watch this. So that that's that's Booger's take. So we'll, we'll see how it works out. They they better go up and get balls if they're not going to be able to to separate. That's for sure. And Marcus uh, Mariota's throwing you the ball. Well, that that's always uh, that's or always whoever this kid from Cincinnati is. <laughs> Des Desmond Howard? No, uh, Gilbert. Sam Howard. Sam Desmond Rip Ritter. I think is his name. Desmond Ritter. Okay, yeah. who I had never heard of. <laughs> You've heard That's of him Ritter now. with two D's. Yeah, otherwise he'd be J.R. Ryder. Uh, so at nine, the Seahawks, uh, forever looking for offensive line help, uh, go Charles Cross, a Mississippi State offensive tackle, who uh, graded ahead of Evan Neal per uh, pro football focus. Well, he's got to uh, keep Geno Smith upright. Oh, God, Geno Smith. Uh, he, he's he looks like a home run. He's uh, strong and long, man. His tape, uh, he's he's a big one. Uh, so the Seahawks gonna, did not draft a quarterback, and their quarterback room is Drew Locke and oh god, Geno Smith. You know these kids that are that are out there that are that are ass apparently. Uh, you can you can get one. You can wait until about the fifth or sixth, I guess. It looks one that way. <laughs> just just wait around. Man, they'll fall yeah, right in your still, lap. You could actually improve your team. Quarterbacks are the running backs this year. Uh, I, I guess. Just wait uh, around long enough. Anyway. We'll, just get, we'll just get a guy. Undrafted free agent. <laughs> um, and Russ Wilson is looking around after Seattle gets this big 
O-lineman. He probably threw his remote when, when this pick was made. Like, come on, you fuckers. What the hell? <laughs> the funny, funny, yeah, finally they go get an old lineman to, yeah. to <laughs> but yeah, watching this draft, they're going to crap Smith. all over the quarterbacks in this draft. And like three of the quarterbacks in this draft are going to go to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Man, that that would be that would be hilarious if that happened. Uh, so the Jets come back at ten, uh, finding a uh, weapon for Zach Wilson. They take uh, the Ohio State wide receiver Garrett Wilson. Uh, Riddick compared his body control going up and getting it to Lynn Swan. No pressure, kid. Whoa. <laughs> You're the next Lynn Swan. Go get it. Holy crap. Yeah. I, I want to keep these and draft Booger notes. didn't crap in. all over it? Uh, I don't think Booger crapped all over this one. He didn't, he didn't pull out a J.J. Ortega Whiteside com- comparison. Ooh, that, 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 that's like a night. That's a dagger for me. Cause, <laughs> yeah. Man, how bad did that's... I let him have it when I made him? Was, was he least valuable rookie for me that one year when he was just like, when he ghosted? Yes. Does... <laughs> His stats that season were, were, oh, they were bad. Yeah, I, I want to keep these draft notes and keep up with these rookies and some of these comps to see how, how accurate these were. Because that's – when you say Lynn Swan, what the hell? Like, what what kind of pressure are you putting on him? So uh, so now 11, and here comes Tradamania. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Just every pick from here yeah. on out almost in the first round uh, felt like a trade. So the Saints trade up to 11 to get a weapon to – help out or replace uh, Mike Thomas if he doesn't come back and do what he's supposed to do at wide receiver. Right. They uh, take uh, another Ohio State receiver back-to-back. They go Chris Olave. Uh, serious nose for the end zone. This kid, all his highlights were house calls, all of them. Every last one of them, touchdown. Uh, and you, 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 you love that. You got to love that in a, in a pass catcher that he likes to, to go to the house. So uh, I, I like that for the Saints. Uh, as a Saints fan, I, I'm, I'm happy for that. Uh, the Lions then decided to go up to 12. Uh, this is where some of the uh, quarterback speculation started. The, a lot of these teams that trade up, uh, oh, they need quarterbacks. They must be going to get one of these, these kids. No, the kids are ass. They're not going for these kids. Uh, the Lions go up to 12 to snatch another receiver. Uh, Bama's Jamison Williams, who limped around to find the stage, so he's clearly not playing football anytime soon. He's, he's yeah, the kid he, that tore his uh, ACL in the national title. He tore his ACL in the playoffs, right? Yeah. So um, he was. They they said he was clocked at twenty three miles an hour in practice, and that's not in a car. That's that's just him running. Oh, no Henry Ruggs uh, action here. No, no, no. That would be uh, two twenty three, I think. So no, he he's a different animal uh, when he's healthy. Of course, it's an ACL. So will he come back? And, right. So my injury. Bad? What I was yeah. gathering from NFL uh, Network, gather you know, minus the injury, this was the best receiver prospect in the draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, that he was he was going to be the first off the board. Uh, Kuiper kept calling him unguardable. He just kept using that word every time he was talking about it. Kid is unguardable, um, and that'll be tested now that his quarterback is Jared Goff. Uh, then the uh, Eagles uh, come in and move up to thirteen, and we didn't think that was for a quarterback either. You know, you got you, you, whatever you think of Hurts, it's it's a little early to be replacing him. Um, right. So Riddick. Riddick thought they were uh, working up for this this kid Williams and got caught and got surprised and jumped by the Lions. <laughs> uh, that might have been one of those deals. They take this big defensive tackle Jordan Davis from Georgia, ran a four seven eight forty at three hundred and forty one pounds, which is like Ray oh my Bear. god, <laughs> it's your guy, <laughs> my guy. 
He loved the red stripe suit. Red stripe! It's Mir! Red Mir! That's your guy. Did you just go? Did you go pull that just for me? Yes, I had. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) I appreciate that. Uh, He's he's a fabulous athlete with a with a big red stripe on his suit. (laughs) It's too bad he plays nose tackle because that drop probably won't get used too much. But anytime he does something good, you got to pull that out. So that, that's his job. Jordan Davis, you have your own drop on on our show, uh, if nothing else. So that's good. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if they wanted to jump up for for that necessarily, but he, he he's a freak. So maybe they maybe they were targeting him the whole time. Maybe you know Fletcher Cox uh, replacement, something like that. So yeah. Uh, so they 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 do move make that move. Uh, the uh, Ravens come at fourteen, and I think that was their spot. They didn't trade up for that. Uh, they get a hammer at safety in Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, that that was some great tape to see. That kid, he showed some uh, unreal instinct to to get to the ball and make plays from sideline to sideline. That's that's perfect for John Harlow. Well, that right here we go. Just right off the bat, replenish, restock, yeah. get that defense back to what it's supposed to be. I, I have all the confidence that the Ravens are going to be right back at the top next year. Here's a new Ed Reed, right? Um, there you go. First of all, two things. He went to Notre Dame, so I automatically hate him. Of course. <laughs> and uh, he was the uh, Yahoo number three pre-draft rank. Damn. And, and, he, and he gets on this grade? Uh, B plus. A. Oh, that they gave it A. <laughs> the first A. They must really think he's going to be the goods because they put their – how many A's did they give out? This was the second A so far of the day, although I, this was the first pure A. Uh, Jamison Williams for the Lions was an A-. minus. Oh. But this was the first A grade that wow. they gave out. So you know he's got to be something because they don't so give they, those out. Right. So they think he's the goods. Yeah, they really think he's the goods. So good. I'm, I'm glad they think that highly because uh, uh, I'm, I'm a big Ravens fan, and, and I think – He's going to fit right in and, and help replenish that defense that was so beat up last year. My God, every friggin' player they had got hurt, it felt like. Yeah, and I don't, you know, we, we definitely give a lot of props on this show to the Ravens. And while I don't consider myself like, a, I'm not a fan of the team, I, I'm a fan of the way they operate. Yeah. I mean, that is yeah, a professional feel. organization. And you mm-hmm. have to admire what they do. Like, they have a professional coach and they have a plan and they have a scheme, you know, and it's like, it, it hurts to watch them suffer and do bad because you just kind of admire like the grit. Cause even when they're bad, they're still in games, they, you know, they still fight you. Yeah. I mean, they were doing it with, uh, Oh God, the backup kid was a Huntley. Oh yes. New Huntley. I mean, they, they were fighting with him. So mm-hmm. yeah, I always admire what the Ravens do. And oh yeah, they just go and get the best safety in the draft. Yep, someone to, to knock your ass out. So it's perfect for them. Uh, Houston at fifteen, uh, offensive lineman Kenyon Green from Texas A and M. Okay. Thundering silence. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Even even Yahoo gave him a C minus for that one. Oh damn. It's about as bad as it gets because I'm yeah. finding out that C minus is like F. <laughs> Are there any D's at all? Uh, I haven't seen one yet. 
Yeah, that's about as low as it's going to get. Okay. Uh, then the uh, Potato Skin Commander football team at 16. Uh, wide receiver kick returner from Penn State, uh, Jahan Dotson. Uh, looks like he'll make some explosive plays uh, before Carson Wentz throws him a hospital ball and gets him knocked out. <laughs> so, best of luck to him for the uh, for the few games oh, that he'll no. be able to be on the field. Get Will Fullard. Yes, yes, that, that, that's my bold prediction. He'll have one catch for seventy yards, a touchdown, <laughs> out for the season. There you go. Uh, Chargers at 17, uh, Zion Johnson, offensive line from yeah. Boston College. Just some That's protection for Justin keep, Herbert. you got to keep Justin Herbert upright. That's it. That's all you got to do. The Titans jump up to go oh, to 18. Here, oh, let's, and, yeah, this is where the fun begins. Let's, and did, in the we process. Already, we, already, did we already have the Hollywood. Was Kyle Hamilton the Hollywood Brown pick? Uh, no, they were, uh, I don't think. Let's see, fourteen. Uh, no, they were. I think fourteen. It was was where they were where they, where they were supposed. That was to be. their slot. That would make sense because they weren't yeah. very good. Right. Okay. Um. So now Tennessee making the move to eighteen and and in the process uh, dealing AJ Brown, which was just the uh, the shocker of the night. I I could not believe. I they did was that. stunned. We're texting I was each other back and forth on that one. So that was uh, that was that was a stunner. Uh, so they move in, and but here's the deal: they replace him with yeah. this kid from Arkansas, Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks, which is funny because on NFL Network they do the they they go to does it Daniel Jeremiah? He's their yeah. draft guy, and he he does all the player comps. So Traylon Burks's player comp was AJ Brown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he looked like a giant drafted, Right, they just saved a hundred million dollars. That's what they did. <laughs> if he turns out to be as productive as AJ Brown, right. yeah. So you yeah. just got Traylon Burks and a hundred million dollars. <laughs> okay, you can't Perfect. lose. Right, <laughs> <laughs> and Malik Willis. It, it all works perfectly uh, if everything goes to plan. That's the, that's the key. If everything goes to plan, yeah. The, the right. Same thing. Same thing on ESPN. They were saying that he's basically uh, an AJ Brown uh, replacement or clone. Uh, his hands are so big, he needed special gloves made. So that's kind of oh. scary. Um, he, he certainly okay. looks like a, a giant AJ clone. Uh, Booger called him a younger version of AJ Brown. And he also compared him to Debo. So yeah. Uh, lofty standards, kid. You you got a lot to live up to. Uh, right. So it's uh, not like that. so. This was not a pick that seemed like it got trashed. A lot of people were like, "Well, of course they did that." You know, they traded the player, got a younger, cheaper version of that player, but it's just such a wash at that point. Well, it's a risk. As far as I'm concerned, it's a big risk. You have no well, yeah, idea this kid will be as productive as, as AJ right. Brown. Like that's the thing. There's. Uh, you get a productive. That's the thing with Debo and 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 Cheetah Hill and 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 Devontae Adams. You work so hard to develop and find these guys that you can turn into productive targets and productive, consistent targets and and actual guys you can depend on. And then you say, "Oh, you actually want to be comp- compensated like that?" No, we're, go. <laughs> we're going to throw you away. Right. And don't forget. Kid. 
who's throwing him the ball, Teddy's throwing him the ball. For now. Unless they develop this, this Malik kid uh, and have him throw him the ball. Yeah. Uh, yeah Tanny was throwing A.J. Brown the ball, too, and, and A.J. just made it happen anyway because that's how good he is. That, that's why, that's my point. <laughs> you had a guy that made Tannehill a productive quarterback just by sheer, sheer playmaking ability. And it's you're taking the chance. Will. Yeah, and you're taking the chance that this guy's going to be able to do the same thing. Okay, I I, I wouldn't have done it. I, I wouldn't have had the stones to do it. I, I, I guess I couldn't be a GM in the NFL these days because they, they're making all these bold moves, and I, I just don't understand it. Uh, 19, the Saints uh, offensive line, uh, Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa. Kuyper said he's uh, a penalty machine. That's not a oh, good no. sign. <laughs> oh, no. Kuyper said he's going to make a ton of penalties in the NFL, and he's yeah, made the a Yahoo ton in right college. says he's penalty prone. <laughs> um whew, well best of luck with that that's that's um, that's uh stan thomas territory <laughs> i was about to say i don't know if you know it's not, a, it's not to... a good comp is it nah, that's definitely not a good comp i was going to do better uh better than stan thomas but still penalty prone i was going to say do you want to draft the next richie incognito because he's very good at <laughs> with less protection. racism uh, well hopefully uh if you if you do it right uh, Incognito is very good at, at what he does. He's also very penalty prone. So yeah, you know, he's a little, he, little handsy, just a, just a bit. So you take the good with the bad, I suppose. That's why I always dirty. remember Stan Thomas. Um, oh my God, holding seventy nine offense. <laughs> <laughs> Next play, holding seventy nine. Yeah. Oh, like, oh my God, it's now second and fifty three. <laughs> And they're just going to give up and run the play. Oh, there's another flag. Holding, 79. Oh. Yeah, that, that, that's a walking penalty right there. Uh, so then the Steelers. Here we go yeah. with the Steelers at 20. Uh, expected to reach oh for a quarterback this entire time. and But most people felt like thought they were going to reach for the you know the athletic black kid because it's, it's Mike Tomlin. And, of course, he's going to want the, the, the kid that runs around and – Makes plays and then you know, it, no no they're gonna go with the hometown kid Kenny Pickett. Yeah, they from, went with the Pittsburgh. stand up. You know where he's gonna be. Just stand in the pocket and sling the ball. Uh, good luck. Uh, uh, he uh, he was so overcome with emotion. Had, were you home by this point? Were you watching this? I was. Okay, so did they they showed him uh, obviously. Uh, yeah, he at, at his his yeah, he was at his house. Yeah, he was at his house and couldn't. Uh, couldn't couldn't put his face up. He was so overcome. His entire the entire time they're talking about him, his face is buried in his hands. He's just yeah, uh, so happy to be drafted by the Steelers, or so sad. I don't know. It, it might but be one of those. The first quarterback, and it's at twenty. Right. All these years of these guys going two, one, two, yeah. three, four, five, and the first one goes at twenty. That 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 should tell you. That should tell you something. And not even necessarily the kid that was thought to be the guy. At right, because the Steelers, that... at this point, if you've made up your mind, we're getting a quarterback, they're all there. They sure are, and you have your pick. You get your pick. Which quarterback do you want to replace Roethlisberger? And, and they went with this kid. So, okay. But what does it say about this, this Malik guy that he was rumored to be here – 
and yeah. they pass on him, and then everyone else passes on him a couple more times after that. Like, wow. Yeah, the, so Yahoo had this kid's pre-draft grade at 31. So, you know, they they still had him going as with a first-round number. They still had him as one of the best 30, 32 yeah. players in the draft. Right, and they gave it a B, so. <laughs> there you go. Um, Greeny immediately talked about how the kids has, has small hands. Like, he's got the smallest hands in the league already right now, just – Right, immediately he's got the smallest hands of any quarterback in the league. Um, Wait, the smallest? Or... I believe the, the smallest of all the starting quarterbacks in the league. Is this Dave Craig territory? <laughs> I, I think so. Uh, I believe so. Uh, so he's going to hear about this from day one until he goes to play in the Arena League in five years. He's never going to stop hearing about his small hands. Uh, Kuiper points out the guy is 24. He's already 24 years old. <laughs> he's old. Wow. He's got little hands, and so you you don't have to wonder why he lasted to, to twenty. The wonder is why he got drafted in the first round at all, and I think it's because it, it was it was Pittsburgh. It, that that's kind of weird because first of all, if you're that great, you wouldn't have played. You wouldn't be this old. You'd already be pro. <laughs> You've already been drafted. Yes. Okay. Well, there you go. All right. We don't, you know, Bryce is in witness protection, so <laughs> we're not going to get any assessment from him until the oh. Steelers win a few games in a row. I'd, I'd love to hear his, his assessment, though. Bryce, if you're listening, if you ever want to chime in and let us know your thoughts, because, uh, you know, just like last year when we had uh, Renard and Cass on, our thoughts of, of the in the aftermath of drafting, Justin Fields. I'm sure uh, Bryce had some oh, yeah. some, some words. I thought you were going to talk about was it uh, was it was it Joe the Jets fan? Uh, oh. Was that Joe? I forget his name. Oh, in uh, in Jersey, Lou. Uh, Lou Lou in Jersey. Lou the Jets fan. Uh, yeah. You know, even he had those early in the season. He had those rose colored Jets glasses on. You know, and then by about week eight, week nine, it turned out those were like beer goggles because he went south <laughs> on the Jets pretty quick. Um, but man, you know, but Bryce finds the, he, he finds the good in everything the Steelers do. So, mm-hmm. so you think he would, I, he would like this pick? Oh yeah. He'd have the passion for it. He'd, he'd break <laughs> this down for us. He's probably watching tape. Um, he probably oh, would have told us how great, if they didn't make this pick, he would have told us about how he was off to, you know, Drew Biskey's going to be really good. He never got a fair <laughs> shake under Matt Nagy and, uh-huh. you know. Which I partly also believe is probably true about Mitch Trubisky. It's like, do we really know how good Mitch Trubisky is? No, I'm, I'm afraid I think that's true as, as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, Bryce probably has the uh, the college tape of the kid of the, oh, the yeah. kid, University of Pittsburgh, so he's probably been watching him from day one. And yeah, so it, it all works out. Same training building, just goes in the one on, in one direction instead of the other. Uh, Everything in the house, uh, we've always heard about through the years, you don't necessarily want to take like the big hometown star because there's a lot of different pressures that come with that. Uh, you got more pressure because right. you got family at every game guaranteed. You got friends that want to, you know, a, a free ticket. You got to hook them up for, for eight home dates or nine, uh, as it turns out. Um, you, you got, you know, the one girlfriend that's, you know, that you – 
now that you're a big star, but you got the, the high school girlfriend that's still in town that before you were a star and you got the, the girl before her and you got all that, uh, that drama to deal with. So uh, all this is to say, it, it doesn't look like this is going to work out. Like I said, he's, he's going to be in the arena league in five years, I think, but uh, best of luck. I mean, I, I've, I've been wrong many times before, so we'll, we'll see. Yeah, and, and again, this is the Steelers. Uh, they haven't been in rebuild mode. Well, they sh- they probably should have been in rebuild mode in the last couple of years, but they 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 clung to Roethlisberger and the last rodeo of of, of his you know career. It just it, they you know it's hard to let go, right? And uh, they probably should have let go a couple of seasons ago. So the Steelers are in rebuild mode. They're in a division with three teams that are better than they are um, on paper, you know, with, with the Browns, the, the Ravens, and the Bengals. So, yeah, they're going to finish last, I, I, would, I would suspect. Uh, before our uh, after show comes, we're coming up on the end of our 90 minutes live. We yeah. uh, got the last few picks, the last 10 picks of the uh, first round to talk about. Um, if you want to listen to the rest of our show after we leave the air live, uh, you have to subscribe to our podcast. Go to uh, Apple uh, iTunes and subscribe to In Much Less Detail, the podcast, or go to wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and subscribe to our show, and you'll get this entire show, this live show and our after show, all downloaded straight to you once we are done. Um, and we thank all of you for listening live here at blogtalkradio.com slash in much less detail. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors if you enjoy the uh, the way that we do things because this is, this is how we do. Uh, and we are indeed coming up on, it will be our, our 10th year of the podcast when, uh, when things circle back around uh, to start the season. So if you can believe that, 10 years of Man. in much less detail, the podcast. How the time flies, huh? On top of another two or three years of the blog. Uh, where we used to do a lot of uh, writing back when we had time for that type of stuff. Yeah, but this is our writing now. Now it's it's committed. Yes. To you know, yeah, this is way, way, way more than what we could type out. If all of our thoughts, we we get all of the, all yeah. of our our thoughts in, all of our stuff, and even get some cut off uh, in addition to that. But yeah, we uh, that basically is our blog. It's, uh, it's, it's uh, a stream of consciousness. That's why Blog Talk Radio is a perfect title uh, for the for the website because it really is uh, as if we're uh, a talking blog. So, uh, I think that's uh, that that fits perfectly. So we will continue our talk, and uh, like I said, the live show will cut off at the uh, uh, in about three minutes. Um, but we will keep going, and you'll hear the entire show uh, and the uh, after show on our podcast version. Uh, so. 21 goes to Kansas City, and they move on up uh, on this wild night. They decide to trade up and get to 21, and you're thinking, okay, they got to replace Tyree Kill. They got to find, yeah. uh, you know, a what? No, they, they traded up for cornerback Trent McDuffie. Uh, okay. Uh, more of a speedy body slammer type guy than a shutdown corner from what I was seeing on his tape. Um, and the, uh, the, <laughs> the this is the funniest thing of the night was uh, did they show his household uh when when he got drafted did you see that i i don't remember it, it probably didn't stand out I, I happened to see out the corner of my eye this, this just struck me as funny as, i guess is my uh, sense of humor so his household uh, erupts uh, in joy uh he's he's at home he's not at the draft like everybody is is happy it, it, there's got to be about 50 people it looked like uh, in that shot 
just joy and laughing and, and jumping up and down, and everyone is thrilled. There are two women uh, at the front of the screen, and they're both holding children. One is holding a child. Oh, yeah, and, I saw that one. Uh, one's holding a child not that small, maybe about yeah, two, she's not two or three-year-old. Yeah, year. <laughs> Uh, uh, not that small. That that baby seemed to still be pretty happy and and you know having a good time. Another woman is holding a child that's like a baby, like a yeah. really tiny, like four, five, six month old looking baby. That baby was the most hard, disappointed, crying, uh, crying her eyes out or his eyes. I don't know if it was a boy or a girl. Uh, that baby, the, the, the juxtaposition was just hilarious to me. I was laughing so hard. Like the entire house, the entire neighborhood, it felt like was having a great time and so happy about the pig and screaming. And, and this baby is just, nah! just could not be, did not want to be anywhere. Well, you know. Wanted to be anywhere in the world other than where, where she was right then and there. Just well, struck me as hilarious. Speaking baby, as I do, that means that they're either hungry or they're tired or they shit themselves. That's about it. Uh, I thought, no, I thought it was uh, option four. That, this is too loud. I or don't know what's This was a bad out. draft pick. <laughs> a kid does I, not like Kansas City. I just thought it was just so loud, just noise, because it reminded me of when you see a baby at a baseball game or the something. The baby was a Raiders fan. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> that's where the Henry Ruggs baby jerseys are going. Uh, oh. No, that you, when you see a kid at a, at a ball game and everyone is happy and, yeah. and having a good time and the baby is the only one that's not having a good time. Nah, it's just, I was more it's focused just on the noise. other kid who I thought was getting the case of the shaken baby syndrome. <laughs> They, it, took they, that they, kid a few, it took that kid a few shakes to kind of warm up to the excitement. No, it was uh, you know throwing babies in the air and, and having yeah. a great time. No, it was it looked like something uh, you know out of a out of an old fifties wrestling match where you know everyone is going nuts and, and throwing kids <laughs> up in the air and yeah. No, okay. I, that was that was hilarious to me. Uh, let's see, Kansas City and then Green Bay at twenty-two. They haven't right. moved anywhere, so they're it's in all the drama. Position. Will they draft a wide receiver? And even the guys on NFL Network are going, "No, nah, they're not, there's there's nobody left." Like they're, yeah. they they kept saying on that, like there's no value at twenty-two there for a receiver. So that would have required the Packers to make a massive like reach and this is you know it's not a team that usually goes like out of its way to like massively reach according to what they were saying so they, they stuck to their board I'm guessing uh, interesting you use that that word reach because uh, the ESPN telecast was uh, more on my viewpoint of you got to get a receiver you know here is, is, a, right. is a, you know this is where you are is 22 and there are plenty of receivers still out there, so you might as well take one. And nope, they they don't even bother to take a linebacker, uh, Quay Walker from Georgia. Kuiper called him a slight reach. Uh oh, <laughs> wound up reaching anyway. <laughs> so you, I guess they were going to reach uh, one way or the other. Uh, Buffalo then trades up two spots uh, to get cornerback Kair Elam from Florida. Uh, 
I, I hate that. No reason to throw away a fourth round pick just to jump Dallas uh, for this kid. Like he, there's nothing about this kid that indicated to me that you just had to to jump up and and, and take right. him. And I, I didn't understand that. He's, he's he seems to be just a guy. Uh, Kuiper called him grabby. Uh, Riddick called him panicky. <laughs> you make a move oh, no. on him and he, and he starts panicking and, and yes. grabbing for you out there. So that probably not a, a guy you really want to jump up and trade up to, to get. So and and uh, Yahoo said this was a slight reach. Yeah. <laughs> so nobody likes it. So that, now that kid is going to be a pro bowl. He's going to be a Kyir Elam. He's going to be an all. Oh, and, and here it is. Elam has some playmaking chops, but can be handsy in coverage. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so here we go. Pass interference on Kyrie Elam. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's a, not a good He's comp, is it? Toast. <laughs> yeah, actually, Stinson never even got his hands on people. They were just gone. He was just burned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is definitely not a good comp. to grab him. <laughs> oh, no. Well, best of luck. Uh, the Cowboys take an offensive lineman because that's what they like to do. Tyler they, Smith and, yeah, uh, out of Tulsa. That's their move. Uh, Kuiper creams his pants at this point because he finally hit on a mock draft pick. This is apparently what he had at 24 oh. for the Cowboys was Tyler Smith. So one, he finally got one right uh, in his mock draft. That's all that that uh, the Kuiper cared about. He finally got one right. So nothing else mattered at that point. Uh, Ravens at 25 go center Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa. Yep. Uh, very, that's a very Ravens pick, isn't it? Yep. 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 Certainly. Uh, just, just keep building, just keep building that interior. Just build from, from, from inside out. Uh, another trade and the I Jets like move the, in to 26. I, but I do like the write-up on this Linderbaum kid here about the Ravens. The, the last lines of this write-up say the Ravens don't care if you know their plans. They get good players one way or another. If this is what we're going to do, and no one's going to stop us. Right. That's, that's it. That's what I mean. The professional yeah. organ is probably – I wouldn't know if – I wouldn't say – I don't I don't want to go out on a limb and say they might be the best-run organization in football, but they're top three. And I'd yeah. be hard-pressed to pick the other two at this moment, <laughs> so they might be the best one. They're extremely solid. Uh, they're, they're very solidly yes. run. There's no doubt about that. Um, they're, they uh, you can that perfect... quarterback to progress. Yeah. You can perfectly contrast them to, like, the Cowboys, who are clearly not very well run. And then, well, then you lead into uh, Jermaine Johnson here at 26 for the Jets. That uh, is another A for Yahoo. Oh. It's another, another straight-up A. Huh. Uh, yeah, the Jets move into 26 to get the uh, the falling defensive end from Florida State, Jermaine Johnson. His film looks great. Uh, he, he got around the edge in a very swift manner. <laughs> Man, he was like a blur. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure why he went down uh, down the ladder there, but um, he he was he was ready. He was he was number eight. The nines and uh, Yahoo's player rank. And gets taken twenty six. Yeah, I guess that is an A, isn't it? Like, how? What, well, what, no. What I mean, by the way, Yahoo's been doing it. That would be a C minus. <laughs> That's why I know I give up. Uh, no rhyme, no reason. Yeah, I know. Uh, so yeah, great night for the Jets. Uh, hopefully, they all work out. Um, and yet another trade uh, at twenty seven as uh, the uh, the Jags jump in to take linebacker Devin Lloyd from Utah. 
Uh, Riddick compared his speed and instinct to Darius Leonard. Wow. That's, like, damn. Um, and Booger sees, yeah, uh, Booger sees some Micah Parsons in him. So there's another oh, very yeah, solid comp. I'll see your Darius Leonard and raise <laughs> you a Micah Parsons. Yeah. Uh, he, he looked to kill Goodell with his uh, leaping bear hug. Did you see that? Yeah, <laughs> it was, uh, I wasn't sure if Goodell was going to end up paralyzed after that. I, I didn't know he was going to survive it either. It looked or if they like... were going to start playing some, like, Titan, the, the theme from Titanic or something, you know, and put that in slow-mo. <laughs> I, I thought it was going to be like an Andre the Giant situation. Like, he just picks him up and Goodell just starts tapping, like, I, I give, I give, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> he just throws it, just goes belly-to-belly suplex on him. Man, he picked him all the way up. He lifted him up the ground. <laughs> So I, I love him just for that, just for trying to kill Roger Goodell. I'm always in favor of that. 28, Packers, another chance to help Karen Rodgers. No, no yep. not going to do it. Go back to nope. Georgia for a defensive tackle, Devontae Wyatt. Just refuse it. Man, look, fellas, look at your women, the way the Packers organization looks at players that are not wide receivers because they refuse. The draft wide receiver, like you said, they wound up getting one tonight in the in the second round. But at, at this point, like everybody was was panning the Packers at the end of the night because they had two chances to replace Devontae Adams and didn't didn't just chose to go on the defensive side. It's just like, why do they not want to ever draft a, a wide receiver, uh, and especially now when you got like the, the guys that are left, like you know the the Alan Lazars and people like that. Like th- those aren't those guys aren't any good. They obviously need somebody to step in and be a, a number one for Aaron Rodgers, and they probably need someone else to step in and be a number two because I don't think you got a number two receiver on that roster uh, right yeah, now. Yeah, it's what, Randall Cobb, Amari Rodgers. It's not deep. Yeah, Cobb is 80 years old. Uh, right. Rodgers and, and Lazar. He's a slot possession type guy, and he didn't even end up on the field in a lot of critical situations, or he just right. ghosted. Yep. So it was just very strange that they, they had chances and just refused to, to get anybody. But uh, they did come back tonight. Um, New England at 29. This was the uh, maybe the, the more pu- most puzzling first-round pick uh, yeah. by, by all the experts. Uh, Cole Strange, a guard from Chattanooga that uh, everyone said was going to probably be available in the, the second or third round even. Uh, um, yes, Yahoo had him ranked 91. <laughs> man. <laughs> uh, and man, they said this, this, pick, nope. it, this pick screams poor value. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, there's very little here. That's, and even his write-up is bad, but it's a C-. <laughs> <laughs> so it's an F. Right, basically. I still have not seen a D yet. Now, how do you not? They just trashed this kid. Patriots jumped like three rounds too high to pick him. But C minus. Under what circumstances, using your 29th pick to take someone who was 91st on your board, how is that not an F? Or even a D? Right. Somebody? Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? Man. Um, it got an audible groan from from Greeny when this pick was made. That's how bad it was. Oh, like, a, like an audible oh, like that. Like what? Wow. 
if they were in a bar, if they weren't on TV, that would have got a what the fuck, like all around. Everybody, what the fuck? What? I mean, I believe this is the first draft pick on Yahoo's board where they don't even have a picture for the kid. He's just got the gray silhouette. He's a shadow. They picked a shadow yeah. in the first round. Yeah. <laughs> then don't worry. The Chiefs did it on their next pick. <laughs> George Carlaftis. Back-to-back shadow guys. No, Defensive they don't even infant. have a picture of him. Defensive end from Purdue. Uh, Kuiper talked about this guy's uh, short arms and big motor. So there you go. What? <laughs> he's got a he's got a he's got a lot of lot of heart. He, he makes a lot of plays, but he's got he's got little arms apparently. That, that's George Karloftis. Um Cincinnati at thirty one. Daxton Hill, a DB from Michigan. Uh, the only comparable no brainer to. Green Bay needs wide receivers in the draft. Was the Bengals need O linemen to protect uh, Joe Burrow because he gets uh, killed yes. every game? And let's go get a safety. So they get a safety from Michigan. What? <laughs> I give up on the whole thing. I don't understand any of these uh, picks, quite frankly. Um, and, and then uh, the Vikings finish it off at thirty-two. Uh, Lewis Seen, a DB from Georgia. Uh, yeah. So five defenders from Georgia, as you already said, in the first round. That's a record, of course. And this was an A. Uh, they, you know, the Vikings got an A, a grade from Yahoo uh, for this one. Okay, that's good. And Kuiper only cared about getting credit for taking him at 32, even though uh, he had him for Detroit and, Kansas, and oh, Minnesota traded up to so, 32. Wow. So, so Kuiper, who's paid to do this, yeah. did on two? And, and one and a and half. And one of really. them didn't even go to the team that he had him going right. to. Exactly. Uh, but he still wanted credit. He was he audibly called out Todd McShay saying, he's, he's not going to give me credit for this, I know, but I still want credit. So just deliver me from Kuiper talking about his big board and, and wanting credit for his mock draft. Yeah. That was but, but insufferable. Then the, the Packers do get their receiver second pick of the uh, second round. So they traded their two later picks for uh, a receiver. So – Second trade traded, up to, traded up to 34 to finally get a wideout. North, North Dakota State, uh, long and fast and green. So uh, good luck with that, Aaron. Uh, yeah, it says here he's big, strong, springy, and has high character. The bad part, he's got the dropsies. Oh, that's exactly what Aaron Rodgers needs. Is a he guy had a lot in college, ball. and Aaron Rodgers doesn't like drops. <laughs> You know, he's got all off season to work with Aaron Rodgers or, or you know, or Jordan Love at least in many camps. Um, yeah, work on those hands, kid. You know, maybe you could be like, uh, you know, do what Jamar Chase did and just look like trash in the <laughs> preseason. Oh, the Packers hope that's how it goes. Oh, uh, are they hoping? Yeah, and then you know, it's Titans take a quarter, and then yeah, the first running back off the board. Uh, then goes to the Jets at uh, 36, I believe. Uh, and uh, another A pick. So that's why I just like the Jets just keep getting – the Jets are stacking up A's. That's all I'm going to say. They're, they're winning the draft. They are um, They're definitely winning the paper draft. That's uh... – I guess that's uh, that's all you can do if you get that many high picks, and, and all you can do is make the right pick or you know, the value pick at the right time. And, and, and so they're they're winning the draft. Brees Hall uh, of Iowa State uh, goes thirty six to the Jets. Um, 
tape, uh, they, they talked about him replacing David Montgomery um, at Iowa State and sort of taking over and being the the the, the, the all-around back. Uh, and, and his tape was really good. It showed him making a lot of catches as well out of the uh, out of the backfield. So he's going to be one of those types to. Uh, you don't have to take him out on on third down because he's going to be a, a target as well. So that's definitely uh, something Zach Wilson needs to to have. He's uh, going to be a lot of check downs from Zach. Uh, I'm just scrolling through the, the the looks like the third round is is it over? It's over. Um, okay. So tonight it would be done, and no grades lower than a C minus. So C minus is your F <laughs> for Yahoo. Naturally, and uh, very small number of of legit A's. A lot of A minuses. Very few straight A's. Uh, Tennessee got an A minus for Malik Wills. Willis. <laughs> they should. The guy was projected to be in the first round. Uh, he, he was the there. He had twenty eighth uh, pre draft rank. So, yeah, so they, they should get a, a high grade for that. The, their uh, count for him was Steve McNair. The, Hopefully, uh, with a happier ending. The, the alive version, or the the guy that's that's now no yeah, longer. Yeah, stay away from girlfriends and couches. Especially if you're married. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. You know I what? Do. Stay away from crazy women. Period. Like every now and then, somebody. That's good advice. Uh, Somebody at work tells a, a story of some woman that was doing something crazy, and it, it reminds me to go home afterwards and thank my wife for not being one of those. So it's, uh, yeah, every now and then, you get reminded of, of the single days, and you remember them too. And ooh, boy, uh, a lot, lot of lot of line, lot of landmines out there. Just put it that way. Yeah, the third round only had one legit A grade. Um, and that was the Colts taking a tackle. Huh. Bernard Rallman, um, who was apparently the 34th high, like player on their board. Okay. So apparently he so he goes to Indy. Just what they need, more <laughs> linemen. Right. Because you know it's the only thing Indy does is is run block. Um, At least they don't I'm... have to run block for. Carson Wentz anymore. Now they get to run block for Matt Ryan. Uh, or pass block for Matt Ryan, who can still, who will still take the soul-crushing third down sack. At least he's got better uh, surrounding talent around him. That's, that's yes. obviously the best best running back he's ever going to play with, so that's something. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he had a nice little backfield Um when he had Freeman and Tevin Coleman, then that wasn't a terrible backfield, but neither one of them were as good. They, they were good. They were a good tandem, but they were not as good as what Jonathan Taylor can bring. No. And, and those are teams that relied on Matt Ryan in the past. And now that yeah. he's in that stage of his career that you can't rely on him for the past, he needs somebody like a, a Jonathan Taylor to, to be the bell bell cow. Yeah, it strikes me as a season. I think you'll see Matt Ryan, like his yards per attempt will probably tick up because I think he's going to be suited to more play action. Um, but that's, just, that's because they drop, it drops so low. His, his yards per attempt used to be, you know, off, near the well, top that, of the league. that MVP season, I mean, what was it, nine? Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. I mean, it was nine. It was over ten for a huge chunk of that season. 
but a regular season for him was covering around eight. And right. last year uh, definitely fell off a cliff with that. Yeah, I'm there, there was now, no, now that we no talked about it. On, now I'm curious to actually see. Well, I can, uh, Matt Ryan's yards, yeah, 6.5 yeah. Uh, last year. That is not elite. <laughs> that is subpar. Uh, his, now, his standards. career yards per attempt is 7.5. That's not trash for a career. Um, not at all. But that's also with the last three years, uh, that number yeah. has declined. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Dragging it, it down. says that last year, uh, 2021, his yards per attempt were 7.1 is what it was last year. Okay. Um, so not, they're not the worst, but yeah, uh, 9.3 in his MVP season. Whew. Yards. <laughs> yeah, that that's ridiculous. Basically a first down every throw. Yeah. Just about. I mean, we, we marveled at that that whole season, so uh, we, we gave him his shine when he deserved it. Uh, but, yeah, it's definitely a deteriorating uh, skill set. Um, any thought on the Falcons trading up to 38 where people were, oh, this is, they, they're going to get the next Michael Vick. They're going to get Malik Willis. No, they got a rusher, which I'm okay with because that is a team that does not sack the quarterback. Okay. Well, so that's a good pick then. Arnold Ikebikepi. Yeah, whatever. Arnold. Good job, Arnie. Go get him, Arnold. It looks like that um, was a pick that went from Carolina to the Jets to the Giants to the Falcons. That, that's <laughs> that, that's how that's how much everybody had to have the 38th pick in the draft. Um, that's how much no, that, trading has that, been going on. Yeah, that one was actually uh, rated fairly well too. I saw when I was going through this. We didn't talk too much about uh, like round two. Uh, other than the top of the round, but yeah, Atlanta get uh, they got a B plus on that one. Okay, they pretty much picked him right at the the pre draft kind of slot. So yeah, the only thing here, I was going to mention Yahoo from... said it was one of their favorite pass rushers left on the board. He easily could have gone in round one. A strong pick, B plus. Okay. And Atlanta, any anything Atlanta can do to generate a pass rush, they have not had a pass rush in how long in in, in Atlanta? A long uh, time. Whatever year that was, that uh, uh, before Tack McKinley got there, I guess. Oof. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, but even when they were drafting, oh God, was it Vic Beasley never panned out? Yeah, yeah. You know, so they've tried. So. Uh, we'll see, but yeah, you know, but that's a team again, though, you know, their deficiency is defense. And what do they do at number eight? They draft a wide receiver. <laughs> that's no different yeah. than when it, the, the Packers blew them out in the division round and the Falcons decided we're going to mortgage our next like five years of drafts to get a wide receiver after we just gave up 40 burgers in the playoffs. Was that uh, when they got Julio? Yeah, that was when they got Julio. They they paid a lot to get Julio. Yeah, they, now, they did, and and it was worth it. He, he's a hall of he's a hofer, you yeah. know. But they did pay a, a massive haul to get him, and they needed defense. I I wasn't a fan of the pick at the time. I mean, obviously, I massively enjoyed watching 
Julio Jones play for them and almost win them a Super Bowl. Um, and if, had they pulled that game out, that catch that he made that would have put them in that put them in field goal position at the end of that game would be remembered as one of those greatest uh, catches in Super Bowl history. But now we just remember it as a it was a nice catch. All right, let's let's make sure we get the credit sorted out there. Uh, whatever you think of that trade, it got them a player that uh, was is a hofer and yeah. had them was a key part of a of a twenty eight to three lead in a Super Bowl and should have yeah. won a title. They should have won a and title. all everything you do is trying to win a title, and they they basically put together the deal to get a guy that basically helped them win a title, except the defense blew a twenty eight to three lead. Yeah. Well, what the defense bullet? You mean they could have used an extra? Uh, oh no, no, no. okay. <laughs> just saying. Uh, and I'm just saying they don't get to 28 to three if they don't have Julio Jones. I promise you, they don't even get to the Super Bowl if they don't have Julio Jones. No, that that well, that that was just a, that was that Kyle Shanahan season. Yeah. He kind of knows what he's doing offensively. Uh, I guess apparently. Oh, that's uh, yeah, they, crazy. The only. What? The only couple, the only couple second round observations that I had was uh, oh, that one for you. Actually, uh, made a pick in the second round, and I've got a couple of. Uh, they made a couple of picks. Yeah. Um, that there was another Atlanta pick. Uh, Troy Anderson was a linebacker at the end of the second round. He also played quarterback and running back at Montana yeah, State. Uh, so trick hey, plays are in their future. They might now. No, they'll put him in the backfield with Cordero Patterson. <laughs> Your, your you don't best know what's linebacker coming. is also a running back. That this team just man, this is the go go gadget team. <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen. He might run the ball or he might sack you. You don't. And know. your quarterback's also your running back. <laughs> it might turn into the wide receiver. Um, so I guess versatility is what they're going for. Yeah, as far I, as my, I bet you, I, I guarantee you, he'll be the emergency quarterback. <laughs> uh, the the backup linebacker. Yeah. Um, so, as far as my Bears picks, uh, 39, their first pick of the draft. They didn't have any first-round picks. Um, so they go with a Washington cornerback, Kyler Gordon. Um, he seemed to initially have no reaction when he got drafted, which was weird. That might just might have been a, a bad connection at the uh, at his house. Uh, that he, or uh, Actually, he was there. He was at the draft. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, he was in the room. He was, he was there in the building and looked like he was in the green room or something. And it looked like everyone is, around him is – congratulating and slapping it. And he was just kind of standing there with this blank look on his face. It was very weird. So I don't know uh, what happened, but eventually he kind of snapped out. I, like he went into a transfer that maybe he was high. I have no idea. Um, the, the tape was, was good. It was physical, but he didn't exactly have blazing speed. So he, he looks like he's going to be one of those guys that kind of, you know, lays the wood, but it's, you don't exactly want him to try to cover somebody, you know, going deep down the sidelines. So. Right. But right. So this sounds like a kid who gets drafted as a corner, but, three, four years down the road. He's a safety. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that, that might be what happens. Because that's usually uh, where slow corners end up. Yeah. Um, and then 48. Yes. No, it looked like, it looked like he, he could tackle from the tape there. And then 48, they get uh, Jaquan Brisker, who was a Penn State safety, who looks to be uh, alert, slicing into the backfield, and also makes plays on the ball. So just, just judging by the highlight tape, Look like a good pick. I wonder what Yahoo graded him. Well, let's take a look here. I'll tell you about the two Bears picks. Uh, their first pick, Kyler Gordon, B. 
Okay. And Jaquan Brisket <laughs> was a C plus. Oh. Well, I guess you could do worse. Um, the only other thing that interested me in the second round was the Chiefs get uh, oh, their. It says that he's, their... he's tough and instinctive. Once he absorbs an NFL defense, I know what that's code for. That he's stupid. He's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> He looked good on tape. That is straight up draft lingo for the guy's dumb as nails, right? <laughs> I, I don't know his Wonderlic score. I didn't under. I didn't know that. He I, was, I, uh... I don't know, but that was code right there. That that was <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was a dog whistle. Oh yeah, no doubt. He's <laughs> dumb. That, that, that's as bad as uh, talking about the uh, the the. Was it the Cowboys? Uh, defensive end, and, and he, he's he's just such a hustler. He's such a grinder. He's a gamer. Uh, it's like, come on. <laughs> everyone knows what those buzzwords means, and everyone knows what that means. Once he absorbs a defense. Do they say that about any other prospect? Once he can no. figure out a defense. Come oh, on. He's dumb. That, that's awful. Bag of rocks. <laughs> um, the, the only other interesting thing to me in the second round was the Chiefs taking Sky Moore out of Western Michigan. Yeah. So sort of their – had to get a receiver at some point, right? Right. They're they're Tyreek Hill replacement. So the Titans get their AJ Brown replacement. This guy by the tape looked like the Tyreek Hill replacement. He looked fast. Yeah. He looked blazing in the open field. He looked like he had great hands. He reached out and just snatched one of the balls while he was running down the field. Great release off the line, like he was burning people, uh, you know, off the off the snap. Like man, it is tape. God damn, it made him look like a fucking uh, cheetah replacement. So. Maybe it worked out perfectly for them too. These, these teams are yeah. trying it, man. They're they're trying uh, something that I would that maybe we would try like in Madden, like we get a guy and he develops it, you know after four or five six years into a, a great player and then he says I want eight million dollars a year to next contract. And we go. <laughs> Honestly, you. that's what I do in Madden. <laughs> I trust the process. Him. Get rid of him and tra- and draft the next guy that's going to be just like you and a lot cheaper. You got it. I trust my my gamepad skills more than I trust throwing away all my budget for you. Get out of here. So there you go. The uh, NFL GMs are playing Madden now. This, yeah, this, yeah. Sky this, Moore here. Uh, Yahoo says he's a sure-handed. But this here's some more. You want, want another dog whistle? Uh, what does uh-oh. what does what does quicker than fast mean to you? Quicker. Th- <laughs> he's quicker than fast, which which to me sounds like he's slow. Yeah, that means his forty times. But he's got moves, <laughs> right? Right. So so he like creates separation, but he's not like a really fast guy. I mean, that's gonna be that's Cooper Cup, right? That that sounds like Cooper Cup. I what's I don't know what's his forty time. I don't. Yeah, that does sound like he's I, uh, some. I don't know his forty time, but I'm just saying because Cooper Cup, if you see it, sound it just screams to me quicker than fast. He's not fast, no, but But he's always open. But he always makes quick twitch moves to get himself open. Right? Yeah, yeah. He just like you said when you gave him the shit. um, He just did what was necessary, right? Whatever they needed, he just went and got. Put in the work and made himself that guy. Yeah. Made himself that dude. You need dude. me to yeah. go inside. I'll go inside. You, you need a you need an out route. I'll give you an out route. You know. But he, he's generally just not blowing people away. No, 
He does not just go straight in on the go route and, and beat you right. right. And he, he has to make about four or five moves and make you look silly, and then he gets open. Right. So, Unless yeah, Todd bowls zero blitzes at the end of the championship <laughs> game or the division round game. You are <laughs> never going to let him forget that. Oh, Todd Bowles, what are you thinking? If you ever meet Todd Bowles, you're going to say right yeah. to his face, what were you thinking? What were you doing when you zero blitzed? Uh, I understand why they did it, right? I mean, schematically, yeah. and I mean, it was, it's first of all, it's Matthew Stafford, it's Sean McVay, they had tight britches, they had just gagged up that entire lead, but man, <laughs> man. You know, maybe it was the right call 99% of the time, and that was just the one that you didn't get home with it, and Stafford made him pay, right? I mean. But this is why we can't be uh, NFL insiders. Thank God we don't actually meet any of these people because we couldn't resist the urge be, to say right to their face, banned. dude. Yeah. <laughs> or, or assaulted and then banned. Yeah. And then uh, blocked on Twitter, which is the yes. ultimate insult. Dude, what were you what were you? Th- I, I'm I'm glad to meet you. I'm very happy that you're a great coach. And I'm, but what were you thinking when you called yeah. this? Yeah, yeah, we can't be. We wouldn't be in the press conference, you know, because we'd be like, oh yeah, uh, coach Coach Bowles, uh, on that zero uh, on that call. What, what the fuck, dude? Because <laughs> I'm sure he was asked, uh, you know, in, in several different ways after the game. Yeah. But not like we would ask. Like we yeah. would be like, a lot more blunt. What the hell? <laughs> uh, coach, thank you for taking my question. Yeah. All I want to say yeah. is, oh, oh, coach, follow up question: Who does that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and in conclusion, I would like to ask: The fuck? <laughs> like really? And that that would be my question for both, pretty much after every game we'd go to the losing coach and just go yeah my question is really yeah seriously really that that's what you drew up you, you, how much you get paid for this really well did so who was doing the player interviews on ESPN nobody so oh. they Susie was in the was in the green room at like at the beginning okay. of the draft. And she actually talked to that kid that went to to Detroit before the I'm, before the pick. I'm starting to think that when they take off Susie Culber's makeup, it's just a skeleton underneath. <laughs> uh, she, it's 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 good makeup because she keeps uh, <laughs> she keeps looking presentable every year. But but yeah, you can she, see the age. How long has she been around? A long time. A long, long time. Yeah, it was weird. So she, uh, she was there in the green room, and she actually talked to, to the the uh, I forget the guy's name. So they were doing uh, them in the green. They were doing them in the green room. So on stage, careful. it was it was Melissa Stark. Oh, okay. And, and I wish I could remember what the questions were, and I'm sad that I don't remember. But she asked everybody the same two questions. How are you feel? How do you feel right now? Yeah. How? What's this kind of like? A what version like? Of what's this like? And then yeah. what are you going to bring to the blank? <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's it. Right. Like wow. That's it. That's hard hitting. Um. Yeah. The the ESPN one was weird because they they had Susie and then they didn't go to her after the picks were done. Oh. Like, okay. They were. 
I don't know if that was the plan to ignore so, her for most of the, or if it was just that's how yeah. free and crazy the, the draft was. Because those came in, like, those trades were made, and then the picks were immediately made because those teams were, they, they were trading up. They knew who they wanted. So it wasn't yeah. the normal, languid, uh, full 10 minutes between picks that you normally get. And that's those when they fill in. My God, the picks were coming in so fast. Listen, they were stacking them up like three and four at a time. Yeah, they got teams are waiting like immediately. Yep, I'm ready. All right. Yeah, it was it was great. So I I think that was what happened was that uh, they didn't have a chance, right? Because uh, maybe they go to the to, to Melissa, and then maybe they go to Susie after after Missy, and they didn't have a chance. They didn't have time to go to Susie because uh, the next pick was already coming. So, so I don't know. If there's two things I missed watching the NFL Network. Obviously, number one is Krusty Mike Mayock. Yeah. And number two was Dion doing the player interviews because that yep. was like next level um, inside baseball, you know, quote unquote. But those interviews weren't just the, the same two canned questions and the players yep. were a little bit more loose with Dion. Yeah. Um, I liked that. And, and obviously Dion's got another job now, right? He's, he's a head coach somewhere, <laughs> but right. bring him back. Just for that. Um, yeah, Melissa Stark was just, she brought nothing to the table. Right. She's uh, another one who's been around forever. Yeah, she, she, she has, but she doesn't age. Like, she just stays the no. same. I don't, I don't know if she I, drinks or does anything. She just, she looks exactly the same as she did 20 years ago. Pretty much. That was, well, God, was that NBC originally? I, I think so. Um, no, you're right about uh, Dion's interviews were unique in that he didn't ask the, the exact same questions to people. And you're right that it was a little inside baseball because he seemed to have a relationship with a lot of those guys before they even got right. up there. So he had some questions that were you know, of a more personal nature. The problem with me was I hated the Dion questions because 80% of them were from outer space. Like he, You didn't know what the hell he was trying to ask because he was – phrasing it in, in that in that Dion way that it, it's not really English, it's not Ebonics, it's not, it, it's prime. Like, it's he has his own language, basically. Yeah, yeah when you and, get, the guy gets up there and Dion's like, you did it, baby? <laughs> Is that a question? <laughs> yeah, what's the guy supposed to say to that? Like, uh, I yeah. get that, but it was much more enjoyable just because it, it made better TV. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll concede that. Yeah, because Melissa Stark asking the same two canned questions to everybody, and she didn't interview everybody. It was maybe only ever every ever third or fourth guy, and then of course, admittedly, there were a lot of guys who didn't go. They were at yeah, home. half of them weren't there. Yeah, I, I do appreciate that we no longer get the shot of the guy getting told he's been picked before the picks are announced. I'm glad they stopped that. Uh, that that got so out of control, it made the draft so almost unwatchable. I think the league made both networks stop yeah, that. Somebody, Esmond, somebody Esmond cracked do that down either. on that. Well, mm-hmm. or, the, or the networks did because it was starting to make him look stupid when you cut to Kuiper and he's telling you all who it's going to be. <laughs> well, he's talking. They cut to the other guy putting on right. a hat and talking to the coach on the phone while Kuiper is telling you it's going to be somebody else. Yeah, that does make you look really ignorant, yes. Yeah. So that, um, it, it also took away any of the drama of, of the pick, of the guy actually getting informed or, or, or they cut to the guy's house and he's on the phone with the coach, 
like, hmm, I wonder who's going to be. I wonder be... who's about to get picked. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad that they stopped that. Yeah, I am too. Uh, yeah, I like think I said, that was getting wildly out of control. Lee cracked down on that. That believe the Lee cracked down on reporters uh, tweeting their inside information about who's <laughs> about to get picked. Okay. Uh, some guys still do it, but they're not like official official NFL reporters. They're like sort of yeah. on the on the fringes of the periphery. But like the official, like the Ian Rappaports and the and the guys like that, um, and the Shefties when he's when he's working. But he, like I said, he wasn't working this year. Um, yeah, those guys aren't going to tell you until after the pick is made. Yeah, uh, I think and, and it was uh, Charles Davis on the NFL Network broadcast, I will say, was so comically wrong about no. every pick. <laughs> it, it was like if it was a drinking game, you'd have been drunk by about the eighth <laughs> or ninth pick because oh, he no. was – because as soon as they would say that the pick is in, you know, Rich Eisen, who who, who I'm starting to – like he's wearing thin on me. Right. Um, you know, but eventually I think it's just familiarity breeds contempt, but he's just, it's the same shtick with him. He's like, he hasn't changed. He's the same guy who was at ESPN. Right. You know, and he's clearly getting fed all the interesting tidbits in his ear. So when he tries to sound smart, I'm like, I know you're getting fed this info, so shut the hell up. <laughs> but he throws it over to Daniel Jeremiah, who who's mostly right about who he thinks it's going to be. And then Charles Davis would always cut in and go, or it could be, he was like the what about <laughs> guy, you know, well, what about, and every time he threw out the name, dead wrong. Yeah. This was the wrong draft to try to do that shit. Cause yeah. you didn't, no one knew but, anything, but I'll tell you what, he did it 32 times with a smile on his face. And yeah, he, he tried. He got to, he got to sit at the desk and he paid handsomely but yeah, he kind of kind of started to get to be comically bad that all of his, or it could be, like it was never <laughs> that guy. Yeah, this is the wrong time to do that. This year was not. <laughs> you, you you had no idea unless you had some sort of real inside info as right. to what these teams wanted. Nobody could have possibly. The, again, uh, Kuiper basically got two or one and a half picks right on his on his uh, mock draft. That's right. comically wrong. Uh, for somebody yeah. who's supposed to be a 40-year expert at this. Uh, but this year was not the year well, for That's when expert. you always have to pull out the, the was it Jim Ursay or who was it? The who the uh, hell is Mel Kuyper yeah. drop? Yeah. Because I've told you, it was all over on Twitter yesterday before the draft. Any Anything that had a hashtag, hashtag with the draft or Mel Kuyper, it, it, every, everybody's just posting the who the hell is Mel Kuyper. Uh, yeah thing no it was uh it was a Jim Hurst I think um that's what I thought somebody yeah I think I think you're right I think the the Colts owner and, and it, it makes perfect Colts. sense I do remember that because he's the type of guy that would say something like that <laughs> uh so yeah this was uh this was crazy this was and we talked about the lead up to this draft how it was so anonymous how there were so many guys yeah. we never heard of and um got his going to be so boring and and how are you know how how is this going to be interesting but the nfl like the teams created the excitement just with all the action picking quite dull uh yeah yeah you're right it was uh it was a very by the numbers first round other than all the trades it was exciting because of all the trades and because of all the speculation of all right is this team moving up to get one of these Ask quarterbacks? No. Right. <laughs> no. Now I did not. say 
I did say when we in the last show that I thought what was interesting about this draft was this would be one of the few drafts where we actually saw players dealt. And sure enough. And I actually nailed that one. They weren't the players that we thought they would be. No, we didn't see him coming. We, but we did not I see did not the, we, so, but, but I had that sense that, because usually on draft day, you don't see, on round one, you don't usually see players attached to these trades, right? Right. It's, I'm going to give you my next four number one picks, and you're going to give me the number two pick, that type stuff. That No, not, I'm just going to give you our best wide receiver, and you're going to give me a pick. And we're just going to try to replace them right now in this draft. Like, yeah, like they're playing men. Right. So, so I was I was correct about the way it went down on that, but not correct. But we just thought it was going to be other guys. But no, you you correctly foresaw with all this activity this off season that GMs are obviously more open to doing that to, to, to just saying here, here's this player that we don't think we're going to be able to sign, so just take them, and, and we'll take some picks and try to replace I, I don't I don't see it ending. Baseball has been doing this for years. Like, if, sure. you, if your option is get something or let the guy walk and get nothing, I believe get something is always the correct answer. Correct. <laughs> it doesn't mean no, you're going to win no the doubt. trade, but you're going to get something. Like, this is what the Cubs something. did last year, right? I mean, we... I. I they 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 had a plan. It was a bad plan, but they had a plan that they were not re-signing these guys. So they got something for all of them, and they dumped they trashed the team. And you're seeing these teams in the NFL, like you know, especially with these third and or fifth year walk years. You got all these receivers now who want money after three years. Um, you got to decide. Okay, either I'm going to pay you, or I'm going to trade you somewhere and let them pay you. You're right, and then the the quarterbacks before that uh, with, with Stafford and. Uh, you know, now this year, uh, well, golf before like, that, I'm Stafford for golf. I'm sitting here. They're actually on my little blurb on the screen. They're actually showing the lady doing the shaken baby thing. <laughs> it's a, it's a little kid. So, I'm yeah, they're, watching they're it they're right happy. now. Yeah. yeah, they're so happy. They're just throwing the kids up in the air and throwing them around. And would have been worse if one... she dropped the kid or something. <laughs> One um, baby just could not see, possibly want to be anywhere other than there. So, Kings of Non Sequitur. Uh, did yeah. you see the Trevor Bauer thing today? Oh, yeah. Two, Two years. years. Hammer. You have not been criminally charged with anything. And got two years. Yeah, what if he actually but apparently, got charged? Apparently, the Law and Order Special MLB Crimes Unit <laughs> was after you. And, and slapped your eyes with two years. Now, I fully expect that's going to get arbitrated, like, down. I think they over – I think they went that far. Like, okay, we don't want this guy around for a while. If we just give him a year, they're, you know, he'll be back. So I think that they did two years. I think he's going to get probably one. I, I said that, that number's got to come down. Two years? He's certainly going to appeal it. Um, uh, I don't yes. know how much – I don't know how much they're going to bring it. You, yeah, usually when you get suspended two games and you appeal it, it's automatically, yeah, we'll, we'll knock, One a, game. knock a game off. Yeah. This isn't like you got suspended for, for a bench-clearing brawl or for throwing at a guy. I mean, I understand what he got suspended for was very serious, the allegations. But there's there's no criminal case. It's quite the precedent. It, it is. And, and, and is this, is this a, a Me Too thing? I don't know, but... 
Toomey. Yeah, this... That's just, I saw that and I was like, no, okay. you you got it. You already nailed it. It's it's not about the act. It's about the publicity that the act brought and right. the uh, you know the the women's organizations getting that angry at you. Right. Yeah, the the don't don't choke a woman while having sex, even if she wants it, uh, and, and bring right. all that attention to us. Uh, if you do, we're going to take two years of your career. Well, that's, that's basically mean, what that meant. Unfortunately, the closest comp we have to this is an NFL comp, and that's Deshaun Watson. Things turned out okay for him. That's not over yet. Uh, Goodell hasn't lowered the hammer yet. I mean, yeah. Oh, you think that's coming? Out, yes. Um, I don't know exactly what he's waiting on. They actually asked him uh, before the draft. He, he was on the oh, green yeah, on the, well, I'm on the sure draft. Oh, yeah, well, he gave a non-answer answer. And he, he did, and he, you know, everything's still pending, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's, he's going to hammer Deshaun. I don't know when, but he's going to do well, it. It's, probably it's going to be, be right real hard to hammer him because you can hammer him all you want. He got guaranteed money. He still got paid, he, so he won in that respect. There's no doubt about that. So they, they, they can pay him, he's, even if he's at home. That's guaranteed. Whole thing, whole contract last time, guaranteed. Last time I checked, guaranteed means you get it no matter what. <laughs> Thirty-one owners can can laugh and say no way in hell, and one all it takes is one. Yeah. All it takes is so a I, I I mean, I'm just looking into my crystal ball here. I, I I don't expect two years for Trevor Bauer to hold up. Unless like worse stuff comes out, but yeah, MLB MLB cops here uh, that does set a precedent because he hasn't been criminally charged with anything, um, and, and a two year basically a two year ban for optics is uh, that that's that's a lot. I, I think he I think he gets that brought down, and somebody will sign him. Uh, I don't think the Dodgers have cut him. I think he's still a no, Dodger. No, that's true. Know. I mean, I guess he's still on the team. But, I mean, if he, yeah. I don't know how much of his contract will be left after two years. But uh, I don't know either. And I don't yeah, know how I, much I, is going to get reduced on appeal because I, I have no idea. I actually old. don't know if that's uh, – if uh, Manfred handled the suspension. Is he handling the appeal too? If he's you know If he is, I don't know if that yeah. is going to get reduced. Well, yeah, I, I have a feeling that goes to arbitration or that—that's what I was wondering. Was yeah, that going that, to a group of people? Right, and the, and I don't think the union's going to back up. A, the union will fight that too. You got to figure, just because of the yeah. precedent that's set. Even if right. they think he's scummy as hell, and they don't want to fight it, I think they have to fight it just on the basis of you know what's the next one going to be, you know. And that's exactly right. It, it's you know not a, it's not about whether you like the guy or whether you agree with what he did. It's about he's in our union and we have to protect right. his him and his his money and his uh, right to have a career because you know of the slippery slope. If you let that go, then the next time somebody you know gets a domestic violence, they can get suspended for two years and then it goes yeah. on and on from there. To, you know, oh, somebody spit on the sidewalk. We can take his money and suspend him. Yes. No, we can't right. have that. Get the money off the books. We don't have to pay our luxury tax now. So, exactly. yeah, th- th- I just saw that today. And that was like that was like a point of like debate that was out there, you know. And I, and, and I fall on the ear side where, well, if he was a bum, he'd be done, right? We'd never see him again. They would just cut. But he's not a bum. He he can help exactly. you put up W's, and he'll be back. That's why he's still on the Dodgers roster. I think the Dodgers still had this guy on his team with this shit right. if he wasn't good. I mean, they good. just had him doing the Deshaun Watson desk duty thing. Yeah, just go sit in the corner. Go go, go. think about yeah. what you've done, and, and we'll get to you later. Administrative leave. Mm-hmm. 
Yep, he was the cop that shot the, the black dude in the back of the head. Go go sit down for a while. <laughs> we'll figure out what to do with you later. Just go sit over there. Oh. Yeah, so, that is a little Kings of Non Sequitur there. Uh, but no, I was uh, shocked uh, when topical. I saw that too. That's why I brought it up. It's fresh. Yeah, two years was a like whoa. That was yeah, that was that was a whoa. Two and a half hours into the show. <laughs> of course. So it's just me but, and you talking now, because anybody makes it to this point of the show, they're diehards. So. Uh, or they fell asleep. <laughs> Either way, we love you. Thank you for, for listening to all this. Uh, but yeah, this is two and a half hours about the uh, about the draft, about the, the big pick energy, about all this craziness and the trades and the, the players and the replacement draft picks to replace the players that got traded. It was, it was quite the thing. Um, and then it's not over. We got more draft coverage tomorrow. We won't be uh, covering that. You'll be uh, out of town, I believe. What's that tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow I'm I'm not home tomorrow. Yeah. So, uh, so if you want to keep watching uh, draft coverage tomorrow, go right ahead. I don't think I'll be partaking in that. I think we uh, I think we both need to de- detox a little after uh, the last couple of nights. Yeah, day um, three is such a crapshoot. What do you? I mean, I used to watch. I mean, I remember really the whole damn thing in one day. That was a long-ass day. I, yeah, it was 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock in the morning, and then that thing would go until about that time at night. And then it was day two. So, and even even the coverage on now what would be day three is not the same because they're just talking about round one and two and three, and then every, <laughs> right. every, so every 10 minutes, they're like, well, here are the last six guys picked. Right. So. And and the introduction of the day three coverage is the exact same, which is you have to watch day three of the NFL draft because Tom Brady was yeah, a six-round they'll put up the list of names of guys who went late. And good yep. luck figuring out which one of those guys is going to be the guy. Yes. That's no way in hell you could possibly know that. If you thought he was that good, he wouldn't be there in the sixth round. They wouldn't be fifth rounders <laughs> if they thought they were that good. Exactly. Uh, all right. We well, have, I, yeah, that was, that was a long, that was it was a good show. It was. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what. It was, it was kind of like the draft. It was better than I expected it to be. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> it's always good to to, to beat expectations. Uh, better than uh, getting to the end and going, "Oh God, that was terrible. That was a slog." Um, I have no right. idea what our next. Uh, yeah, this is the last point where this is the last like scheduled show. Right. So now we really are into the meat of Kings of Non Sequitur, where we just get that little internal clock that goes off in our head and goes, well, we should do a show. Yeah, we have no idea when our next show is going to be. We, we right. just know it's probably going to be before Memorial Day. It tends to be, yeah, I would say we kind of get that two to three week thing going, like, hey, let's throw up a show. Yeah. Or, or, or something, something happens. Will, right. Something will happen. We got to talk about it. You know. Or we just need to catch up on things. So, yeah, that's good. Draft is like that. It's our last, like, real deep football discussion until uh, the season's about to start. Yeah. I mean, we've got, obviously, uh, Halls of Infamy, Mm -hmm. you know, that come up. But that usually comes up August time, you know, July, August. So, right. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be a couple, couple, three weeks. Yeah, we'll definitely have a show here at some point in May. Yep, so the rest of the uh, 
spring and summer is uh, intermittent as far as our, our shows go. That, yeah, there uh, is no schedule <laughs> at this point. From this point through the start of football, other than uh, Hall of Infamy is always Hall of Fame weekend. That's right. Uh, for, for both sports. Yeah. And this year I am baseball? Uh, yes. Last year, I, I had. I, the, I uh, know the... I've got to be baseball because I've got my much longer list. Ah, well, I know you uh, are because I remember last year for baseball, I had the uh, the daily double of Angry Black Men of uh, Albert Bell and Milton Bradley. Yeah. Well, the funny the funny thing about my baseball list is it's eight deep now. Wow! So you actually have to so call. I... <laughs> Correct. So I've actually <laughs> got to. Um, you know, pitch some things or, or cut some things off. And this is, this is, this is a good one. My baseball one is going to be good this year. Um, I'm excited already. Um, and the, uh, the, the fantasy team early, uh, through the, as the first month comes to an end. Um, uh, we were, geez, we were in first a few days ago and, and then we yeah. weren't. And then it just, yeah, it just bounces back and forth. Right. Uh, God, thank God for Anthony Rizzo. Anthony F. Rizzo, professional Nine hitter. home runs now? <laughs> Crazy. Leading the league. Leads the league in home it? runs. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Rizzo. Uh, we can't buy a win, I'll tell you that. Well, That's but, but how do you know? Hard to, chase, hard to chase wins, although we got a win from Tanner Houck today because he did mop-up. Um, you know, because Rich Hill came in and went four. And then Hauk uh, pitched the next three and got the win. There you go. Bolt guy. Well, he, sort he of did, Well, because he didn't get to go to Canada because apparently right. he's unvaccinated. So yep. they just basically, you know, instead of having him lose his turn, they had him pitch a bull, out of the bullpen in the day right before they left for Toronto, and then they had him back. So I would assume he'll be back into the regular rotation now because he's actually been a, a bright spot for that rotation. I didn't know we had fallen out. Uh, I knew we were up there near the top. So yeah, uh, we're like that's... fourth right now. Yeah. But, but, but it changes so out. much this time of year. Well, I was hoping we were still at the top so I could play our, our jungle nonsense sound and celebrate that we're at the top, uh, but we're not oh. at the top anymore. Three more home runs tonight uh, wow. for our team. Yeah, Bregman, Rizzo, and, and Sean Murphy, who's actually been our uh, second <laughs> best hitter. Uh, I'm laughing at him because he was uh, undrafted in my league. And then my catchers are, are not doing anything. And I'm just oh. looking around, and I'm like, you know what? I know I'm going to kill them by picking them up because I always kill uh, when I pick up anyone yeah. that's on your, on your money team. I, I got it. I'm going to pick them up anyway. And so far, I haven't killed them. So it's it's, it's it. rerun bomb tonight. Yeah. Sean F. Murphy. That's what I'm talking Sean about. Murphy bunting. <laughs> no, different guy. That was a great story when I told that story when, about how I thought I was <laughs> – out the MLB playoffs were on a different TV, and I couldn't figure out what was going on, but it was the football game. Yeah, that that was crazy. No, not Sean Murphy laying down bunts. No, Sean Murphy bunting, the football player. Yeah, it took me a while to figure out that that was a dude. That, <laughs> that was his name. That's who he is. 
It's his name. Don't wear it out. So I'm trying to what I'm trying to find for the cover of our uh, podcast picture is an actual picture of Sean Murphy laying down a bunt. <laughs> so it'll be Sean Murphy bunting. And then that would be you know and I was and I would have that be like the cover photo because that's such an inside joke. Um, very. It's a football reference with a baseball picture. So people are like, what the hell is this show about? <laughs> it's about Sean Murphy Bunny. What are you talking about? <laughs> Come on. All right. Obviously. I'm going to go. All right. Uh, again, we have no idea when our next show will be sometime in the next month or so. Uh, but everybody, enjoy your spring. And thank you for listening to NFL Draft Aftermath, the 2022 edition. He is Jay. I am Dre. This has been In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Again, thank you all for listening, and we'll see you sometime in the month of May. Enjoy your spring and your baseball and your NFL draft if you're still watching that. Bye. Bye. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.